You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with. Hey, it's Michael. And we have a short podcast. Are hungry. Kidding. I'm hungry. At least I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm saying we have a short podcast because for those that have been following the unworthy news, clearly there's been a delay. Uh, I'm not going to go into details yet, but let's just say I'm very Stay busy. Stay for that Patreon episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me, there's a lot of things I have to say in that Patreon episode, but I'm going to put a pin in that for now. Just know that I'm very busy this week, and all this weekend, actually, we have been working on um, a lot of the editing for the VFX Frontworthy. So I'm trying to deliver the best episode possible, but uh, it's been a struggle. Things have not been easy. I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say a lot of the issues stem from a group with children in their name. And ironically, they also act like children. I'm not going to say names, though. I'm Dest- not going to say names. Des- <laughs> Destiny's children? Destiny's Child's children. children yeah. <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, but this is a big week for us because we have to talk about Captain Marvel, the internet. Um, I want to say sensation, but well, it's it's causing a type of sensation, <laughs> sensation of rage for a lot of people. Yeah, I've seen good and bad. Well, yeah, I've seen good and bad. Well, I'm not even talking about the movie itself. I'm just talking about all yeah, the stuff the, behind the movie. The internet culture is just in an uproar about this movie. Yeah. What? Women superheroes? It's not possible. <laughs> not watching this movie. Uh, but we're going to give our thoughts on it. Are we positive or are we not? Because the, the internet and I think audiences are kind of split 50-50. I did yeah. pull my Instagram and it's like it's it's basically half people say it was great, half people say it was okay to me. So. Yeah, I've seen a couple people say that it's in their top five Marvel movies, and then I saw some people say it's in like their bottom, bottom five or something. Yeah. That's like, really low. That's really low. <laughs> Let's see if that's actually like Black Panther level sensationalism, or is there some truth to that? Let's find out. Uh, we also have well. I was going to say Doom Patrol, but Michael apparently didn't watch it because I'm in the Mount Gay and I can see on his TV that Colt Patrol was queued up. So, yeah. So, gave up on Doom Patrol or what? I was just like, no, it's not that I gave up. I was just like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> I can't even get mad at that because I've actually, I have gotten about a lot of the stuff to watch this week, including uh, Arrow. Did you watch that? I didn't watch Arrow, but I Oh, watched, man, come on. I watched Flash. <laughs> okay, well, I did watch Flash, but I, don't know, I can't even get mad at you about the Arrow I was going to say, you, you forgot too, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard that the, this week's Arrow was like, it dropped 50. Per- the ratings are already low. Like, it's been getting lower each season for Arrow. But apparently since the mid-season finale, it dropped over 50% for this mid-season premiere. Well, they don't have to worry about it anyway, because. Yeah, we get the news. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why that news is, but yeah, we'll get to that. I'm, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, cause that, cause not coincidentally, the talk about whatever that I'm gonna talk about, like 
it dropped like the day before the episode came out. So, so they knew. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like it should have had the opposite effect, but I guess not. Nah. Um. But did you watch Promised Neverland for anime? I did. Okay. All right. That's what. That's more important than all the other things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But at first, we have the episode I t- that I missed last week and. Wow, you're lucky. Those two together is kind of like a dope movie. Girl. <laughs> That's all the what the fuck at once. Uh, I envy you. <laughs> Before we get to there, we have iTunes reviews, starting with... Uh, 3Eldrith. We asked some people for new iTunes reviews, for, so from people that we hadn't heard from before. So I think this is one of them. Hey, thank you. Thank you, 3Eldrith. I don't know why this reminded me of this, but just a real quick side note. You know what I actually watched I completely forgot to even mention to you? Dragon Prince. I watched the whole season. Oh, you did? Yeah, this, but this is like two or three weeks ago. I just I completely forgot to even say it. I don't know why this reminds me of it. Was it still? I mean, did you hear what I just said? I completely forgot. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was better, but not nothing to write home about. Like... They had some dope like things that they added, like like they gave some layers of some of the characters, and they did one thing that was completely unexpected and it had some really big consequences. But then they just undid it like the next. Speaking episode. of watch, did you watch the two shows that I asked you? This is us. No, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Dragon Prince without those two. <laughs> but I digress. This Funny, wait, wait, what was the second thing I asked you to watch? I said this is us. Uh, ben Affleck's dick. What? I don't remember the, what was the movie called, but it had been. Oh, ben Gone Affleck. Girl. There we go. Like, <laughs> ben Affleck. I can show you that right now. <laughs> ben Affleck's Dick the movie. Uh, but I digress. So third drith. It's a five star review. Subject is great guys, great show. If you're looking for a podcast with hosts that provide honest and sometimes hilarious insight. Uh, and sometimes hilarious insights on nerd culture, then Blurred Vision is the podcast for you. From superhero franchise and anime to Netflix shows and geek culture news, Jordan and Michael provide a fun and engaging dialogue to many topics in nerd community. As a Blurred, I love listening to their thoughts on things I've seen, read, or heard about, and things I haven't. I normally listen to... Oh, I normally listen through SoundCloud since I don't have any Apple products anymore, but I decided to dust off this old account to finally give props where it's due. Oh, thanks, bro. That's how dope these guys are. Hope you guys keep up the good work plus ultra. I oh, see. That was nice. Yeah, that, that was, was a, nice. It was a review. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't just talking about some comic or something. Yeah, like, that you hey, read. guys, I just watched Captain Marvel. You guys are going to love or whatever. Well, that's actually our, our last iTunes review, but <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I'm actually going to save that too one. soon. Yeah, that was for someone we, we know already. Lima, he's 17. But um, he talks about Captain Marvel spoilers. So remind me after we finish our review to read his review. Okay. All right. Me remind. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who am I talking to right now? Uh, next iTunes review, I guess this is the last new one, comes from M. Keel. It's a five star review. Subject is Blurred Awesomeness. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Michael. I haven't yet taken the time to share how much I enjoy your podcast. I've been listening in for a while now. I must say it's always a highlight of the day whenever I see a new episode, and I highly appreciate the time y'all take out to discuss all of the media topics I find interesting. I can usually agree with most of your opinions or understand your perspectives on whatever you talk about. It's always funny listening to the banter in between both of you. This podcast helps to get me through long work days and my long walks on my way to work. Anyway, thank you again for being so entertaining. Just to bring this review to a close, a reminder to stay nerdy, my blurties, and go beyond plus ultra. Thanks, bro. I, I, th- these were both really great reviews. Like, I, I love hearing from new people that we haven't heard from before. 
just give like just to know what their insights are about our podcast you know yeah i love the insights yeah um and that is it for itunes reviews except for lee mahi but i'm gonna put a pin in that one um because like i said captain marvel spoilers are in it he literally the subject is literally captain marvel spoilers so <laughs> thanks for the warning yeah, exactly I, I almost read it even though i know what happens but the listeners might not <laughs> no they might not but if you want to know let's talk about captain marvel and you're a Cree, a race of noble warriors heroes Noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know? You really are. I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. No emails, because we're pressed for time. <laughs> okay. But yeah, man, Captain Marvel, the first female superhero of the MCU to have her own solo movie. Not Scarlet Witch, not Black Widow. Move to the side, because Carol Danvers is here. Or in this movie, referred to for most of it as Vers. V- Veers. Veers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you see how much I pay attention to this movie? I saw you saw it twice. I saw it twice. So I'm like, I was curious, was that because you were like you were so into it? Or was it like the BVS effect where it's like I have to know if I didn't like this, why I didn't like it? No, I honestly it's cause I was like I literally just got off of work and I was like, I don't feel like going home right now. But then I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like, I guess I'll go see Captain Marvel again. Wow, that was not either of the things I thought. It's not, not <laughs> of those things. But I'm like, is that worse? I don't know. It's kind of like a neutral response. That's pretty much it. I had nothing to do. Because so. even my brother was like, was it that good that made you want to see? I was like, mm, I just wanted to see. I, just, I was just bored. <laughs> Arousing review from my <laughs> I was just bored. So I wandered into the theater. But uh, for those who don't know our rating system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Oh, man. I mean, the internet's been all crazy about this movie, Michael. I mean, leading up to it, we've been talking about all the different news articles that have discussed uh, Brie Larson's very controversial words about the patriarch, the white patriarchy, and who she does and doesn't want oh, yeah, to be on gonna, the press I was, tour. I was going to talk about that in the uh, 
the new people are angry <laughs> still angry yeah all right <laughs> but i mean like it's it's been a buzz like you, you can't avoid if you if you mention captain marvel much like when i mean it still is if you mention black panther there's this huge pushback from a certain segment of the online community um luckily for black panther not only did it break amazing records but i think the consensus for the most part was that it was a great movie mm-hmm. granted it has some cgi issues um but the special effects didn't take away from its core, uh, and the core was fucking great. Killmonger's an amazing villain. T'Challa was a, a role model for the black community. Um, so skip forward now. We're doing it all again, but this time we're doing it with Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, Carol, Danver- Car- Carol Danvers. Um, one part Captain America, kind of one part Iron Man Tony Stark with how snarky she is. Another part Super Saiyan. Another part Super Saiyan. <laughs> so... I, I, I'm gonna guess you're a little bit more positive on this than I am. So I want you to tell me what your thoughts on this movie are first. We're gonna talk non-spoilers. Then we're gonna jump right into spoilers after that. I mean, after having seen, okay, haven't haven't seen the movie twice. I I will say I think I came around to being way more positive on my second go round than I was my first go round because. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, before you get into it, though, I just want to preface that you know we're talking about the trailers a lot, and a lot of times we were mentioning how it looked like they were hiding things in the trailers. I think from you know seeing the movie now, we we do know that they were hiding some stuff. Um, but I just feel like this movie, on the surface, very cut and dry story about uh, uh, a superhero with amnesia. She works for a a certain intergalactic police force, essentially for a society called the Kree. She's sent to Earth. Uh, to fight the enemy known as the Scroll, and in so doing, she meets up with uh, MCU fan favorites like Nick Fury, Agent Coulson. Um, but all is not what it seemed to be, Michael. So, what did you think? Well, yeah, all is not what it seemed to be. But ultimately, I will say though, even with the twist that they ended up having in this movie, mm-hmm. it was ultimately still a, a by the book, paint by numbers. Is that the phrase? Paint by numbers? That's yeah, that's the phrase. Yeah. Paint by numbers superhero movie. How dare you, sexist? <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's where I came around, at least on my first viewing, where I was like, okay, I didn't dislike it, but I wanted way more. Okay. Especially based on the little that they showed me in the trailers. I basically what I got from the trailers, to me at least to me, I felt like that's essentially that was that was the movie more more or less like mm. i could pretty much piece together the movie based on what i got from the, the those little same samey scenes that i got from the trailer and okay also with that like one of the big <laughs> one of the big things that we kept talking about during watching the trailer was Brie Larson's performance, Brie Larson's performance, yes. Brie Larson's and how performance. it seems like she never like smiled or emoted really she seemed very flat yeah and i got to say like while watching the movie, I didn't hate her performance as much as I thought I would based on the trailers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still didn't like it. Mm. Like sexist again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> like there were just moments that she would say like some like Tony Stark, Peter Parker type of lines. Yeah. And it just felt flat to me. Mm. Like she again like she was like they're try, they try, and i don't know if it's maybe because they tried to write her like tony stark and that's just not her 
essence or whatever. That's just not Brie Larson's personality. I know exactly. So they're trying to make her do things that she's maybe not equipped to do. (laughs) Women are angry at you. (laughs) (laughs) Stop talking shit about Captain Marvel, you sexist. Yeah, somebody's screaming out my window right now. (laughs) But yeah, so. Black Panther rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if it's things that they just had her that they wrote her to do that she's maybe not equipped to do. I don't know what it is, but all I know is like, there were just certain moments. I was just like, yeah, not a fan of that. But when she got on earth and spoke with Nick Fury, it's not a spoiler because you see Nick Fury in the trailer, Mm -hmm. but when her, her chemistry with Nick Fury, I was like, okay, I'm starting to see a character that I may want to see more of, but at the same time, there wasn't a there wasn't a lot of it. Like there would be moments where she would go back and forth between having some charisma, but then like be flat oh, again. I want to talk spoilers so bad because it's like <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think I've pinned down why I think we might both agree on why we feel the way we do. And yeah, and, and then it was just like so that was just the that was just the main thing I would say about. Brie Larson's performance without uh, belaboring the point. It was just, I was just, I, I was just like, I wanted more, especially considering. You wanted to like her. Yeah, especially yeah. considering all the Fuck hate. Fuck the haters. And then, exactly. And then, <laughs> not only that, but then also on top of that, considering all the, 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 the shit that Kevin Feige was saying about she's going to lead the MCU going forward. She's going to be the leader of the Avengers. She's the most powerful. Yeah, she's the most powerful. So yeah. it's like, I want to be able to connect to her. I want to be able to love. Like, when I leave this movie, I want to be able to say she's my favorite character in the MCU right now. Maybe not my favorite because it's only one movie, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 like, I get what you're saying. Like, I love I love Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. You want to walk out of this movie the same way when you walked out of Thor Ragnarok, how you fucked about Thor. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, what else? <laughs> Funny enough, like, when we uh, read the early reactions about Captain Marvel, everybody was talking about, oh, Goose the Cat, Goose the Cat. I'm like... Steal the show. Yeah, he steals the show. And then yeah. I was just like... Okay, I'm going to just chime in on this one. <laughs> I'm a cat person. Yeah, I know you are. And even I was like, is it? Oh, <laughs> the cat like, person, Jordan. I love, I, I was fully expecting, like, oh, I heard, when I heard that, like, oh, cat lovers will love this. I was like, oh, shit, I'm a cat lover. I'm going to love the fuck out of this. But all the things the cat did, those were like the most basic cat things. Like, you could turn on any YouTube video and see those exact same things. I'm like, those, they're not really endearing moments. And that's how I, I was like, maybe, am I just an angry, am I an angry not cat person? But I'm like, I love cats. I had a cat for like nine years. So it's like. No, it just wasn't. Yeah, but. If, I'm it just wasn't anything that was super endearing. Like, Groot did more things in Guardians did, of the Galaxy that was cuter and more endearing. Way more things. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, I, I thought the, the cat was going to talk. I thought maybe that was why it was endearing, but it, it doesn't. So no. it's just the cat. Not, not at all. <laughs> Until it's not. So I was <laughs> just like. Uh, and then when it's not a cat? And this isn't a spoiler because no, it's not. Yeah. This is, this, everyone's been. The cat's on a poster, for God's sakes. But when it's not a cat, I'm not going to say what it does or anything. It just takes a page out of Groot's book. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then it's not like a, a completely a Groot joke. We've done this in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And then not only that, it was just that one moment. And that was it. And then but there's yet, one more thing that I really hate. Yeah. Wait. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm like looking at your eyes. And I'm, oh. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. I'm like, yeah, oh, your words. Yeah, I'm like, seriously? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, fu- I hated that. Like, Thank God, it's not just me. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, like, I'm about to get mad. I'm, trying, I'm not even trying to think about it. Yeah, I hated that. Like, that was some bullshit. I was like, really? <laughs> I sat in the theater. I, I didn't want to yell because I'm sitting in the theater. But I was like, I threw my hands up. I was like, and I was mumbled to myself. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, "No, this is this isn't it." They're 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 they're, it, they're it, trying it, to they're th- they're playing a joke. By the end of this movie, you're gonna find out it's not real. It broke 
the car again, I'm not gonna spoil it until we get to spoilers, but it broke the cardinal sequel rule. That when you over-explain something... We had the same issue with, with Predators. The same exact thing. When you over-explain something in a sequel, and it... That's, that's already badass, but you over-explain it. And then over-explaining it retroactively makes that thing less badass than badass, past, movie, yeah. past movies. Why would you do that? Why are you doing it? And I'm then like... you make the, the past movie worse. And I'm like... Part of me kind of think, you, you know, they're trying to do the Marvel way of always, you know, trying to throw jokes and everything and then diverted mm-hmm. expectations. It's like... That only works in certain, like, that only works when you do it in a certain way. Like, this, I want them to have, I wish they would have made a different choice. This was character breaking. This was way character breaking. Like, I'm like, dude. You can't, and people have been posting things online. If you watch clips from past movies now, it's like, this was a cool scene once. Now it's, like, comical. It's a joke. Yeah. And (laughs) he's not, it's not a joke character. Like, why would you do that? (laughs) You got, oh wait, we're great. The white woman's strong, but you make the black man weaker? Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not even going to go into <laughs> We'll talk about that more spoilers. Yeah, we'll but yeah, that. overall, like, I loved, like, Lashana Lynch's p- character, uh, Maria Rambeau. She was great. She was fucking great. Her speech to Carol at one point, I was like, yo, why wasn't she the main character? <laughs> and even her daughter, like, I love. She was great too. Yeah, the, like, the kid character, Iron Man 3 with the little boy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Cassie Lang's Ant Man, uh, Cassie Lang's Ant Man, Ant Man's Cassie Lang. That's true. Disney cast really good. Kids. Yeah, and then uh, Monica, like, like I want to see her grow up to be, uh, what is it now? Spectrum, but Spectrum. original Captain Marvel. Yeah, okay. original female Captain Marvel. But yeah, I love I love those two characters. She could have been the Storm of the MCU before Storm comes into the MCU. Before Storm comes, <laughs> yeah. comes into the MCU, yeah. And it, and it kind of also kind of makes me wonder because I was like, if this movie takes place in the nineties. I'm like, where the fuck was she all this time? Because of the stuff that ends up happening at the end. There's a lot of questions at the end of this movie. Oh, this movie left me with a... Like, going back to what you said, like, the problem with over-explaining things, I think one of the biggest problems with this movie is because they over because they tried to over-explain things so much, I now have more questions than I did beforehand. Yep. Same. And I feel like the way this movie was set up, they were trying to make it seem like they're trying to wrap all that stuff up. But now I'm just like, wait. I'm perplexed. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, oh, and last thing I'll say, Ronan was wasted. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember when we saw screenshots of him like on set. I'm like, oh shit, Ronan's going to be in this. I saw more of him in that screenshot than I saw him in the movie. Yeah, like there was no, there was no reason for him to be in this movie. At all. At all. Like it could have been anybody. Are they setting that for a sequel? Can't be. Can't be. I doubt it. What a waste. I, I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel, t- I mean, I could. I could be wrong because Wonder Woman still takes place in the 80s. But I'm pretty sure the sequel is going to take place during the present. Maybe. There's still, like, what, how many years unaccounted for? So we don't know. But I don't know. Overall. Yeah, what's your rating, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm waiting for. I want to see what your rating is. I would give this movie a high passable. Okay. (laughs) I I think that's fair. Um, I was like, your face makes it look like you. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) And I think this Captain Marvel is the best example I could have asked for for why a certain Jordan trope doesn't apply across the board. Your joke was always, oh, Jordan cried. It must be perfect vision. I cried in Captain Marvel. You did? I did. At what? I did. You you cried at the, the thing that you Actually, hate? You cried from rage? No. <laughs> that's, the only thing I I, that's the only thing I can accept. I hate it so much. I start crying. No, I'll, I'll even say what it is in non-spoilers because it's not a spoiler. Because it's in the trailer. 
when you crying at something doesn't always mean that the movie did its due diligence to make that emotion happen. For example, um, I think a movie is at its strongest when the emotion it elicits come from comes from the story's buildup and then the payoff. Something like Up, it starts off with a tear jerking scene, but it's not it's not tear jerking because I know these characters and oh my god, I'm feeling for this guy that I don't know is like, his I'm, wife's dying. Oh my god, I'm like laughing because you mentioned Up and I'm like, eh, some movie I haven't seen. But I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, God damn it! <laughs> but I, I, I teared up in the beginning of that movie too. But it wasn't because of this, the, the, the. I guess you could say it's kind of because of the story, because it's, it's a very encapsulated story. But what really makes you cry in that moment is because you're able to identify with the characters. Like if, it's a universal feeling to fall in love and to lose that love for something that you can't control, like a terminal illness. Like even if it's not a loved one that you know personally, maybe it's like a a, a friend that has the same kind of issue. Maybe it's a family member. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's a universal feeling. What made me cry in Captain Marvel wasn't the story. It wasn't even the characters. It, it was literally just the universal feeling that even Batman's tapped into before. And even just Spider-Man and Spider-Verse just did. It's the, the very tropey now, and I'm going to say now it's a trope, because it's been used multiple times. When you fall, you get back up. That's a lesson in life. Oh, so that scene? That scene that's in the trailer, because they, there was more in it in the actual movie, but yeah. that sequence of her falling in multiple times in her life and then standing back up, that made me cry. But then at the end of it, it was like, not like bawling cry, but like a tear. I was like, this didn't, this didn't earn that. <laughs> How dare you? I'm an old, an old woman. <laughs> I, I cry at things that are emotional. I, I have a really high level of But you, you just said that wasn't, it didn't earn it. It wasn't emotional. It didn't earn it. But like I said, it's universal. That's a universal feeling that I tapped into. But it wasn't because of the story, characters, pacing, or buildup, or payoff. It was just because, hey, man, have you ever fallen down in your life had to get back up? Yeah? Well, here's a really like poetic imagery of that. And that encapsulates what made me emotional. But, okay, I, I, I can get that. I can get that. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, cause I'm not sitting here going, oh man, that movie made me cry. I'm going like, yo, you put the only kind of emotional, beautiful imagery in the trailer and you, yeah, you made me cry, but it was cheap. It was just because like, oh man, I don't care about Carol and her struggles. I didn't give a fuck about all the, the, the dudes that put her down her whole life. So she had to rise up and go like, no, I'm taking back my power. And then all of a sudden she's a super saiyan and can't, can't fucking be beat. Like, no, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> And I think that's my biggest issue with this movie. Is it Brie Larson? Is it Carol Danvers? Like, is it her acting? Is it Carol Danvers, the character? What I think it is, is the fact that they didn't do enough to put any obstacles in her way that she had to change to overcome. Like, when you really think about it, and I think I'm going to make a meme about this tonight, but every time, like, no matter what the Marvel movie is for the most part, the character that starts that movie, especially in origin stories, is not the character that ends that story. But in this, some crazy shit happens to Carol that should be character changing, character defining. It's almost like a violation. Like if you want to, if you want Jessica Jones to be an allegory for rape, this is almost the same thing, but like a mental rape that they do to Carol. But yet, when it comes to the point in the story where that has to be paid off, nothing really comes of it. She makes snarky one-off jokes. She she. She does things, the people that you thought that she cared about, but at the end of the day, it almost seemed like she didn't give a fuck when push came to shove. The entire final sequence should have been her overcoming 
this thing that she based her entire life and 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 identity around and destroying it but it almost felt like inconsequential to her and like that seems like a, a failure in the part of the story when i'm introduced to this character in her world that world is turned upside down but then at the end of the story she hasn't changed at all but all- jordan she did change she got stronger in, in the beginning she wasn't a super saiyan at the end she was a super but saiyan. she was a super saiyan <laughs> she was a super saiyan one and at the end she became super saiyan three <laughs> that's changed like every every problem was solved by I'm already strong enough. I just have to get stronger. And yeah, you could say, well, Jordan, characters like Superman, that's exactly everything they're about. Superman always has the power to do everything. He just has to overcome the mental block to access that power and, and overcome. That is true. But guess what the fuck what? Even in Man of Steel, at the end of that movie, he struggled to fight Zod. He struggled to defeat the... the when he yelled at Zod that... Krypton had its chance. Like even Man of Steel did a better job of illustrating to me why I why, how this character changed over the course of the because the whole movie is about him finding himself. So when he found himself and rejected it, you felt it. And this, it's like, hey man, your whole world's flipped upside down. How do you feel about that, Carol? I'm gonna end it. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, excuse me. So I think it's 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 a combination of the story didn't do enough for Carol's character, so by the end of it, you actually cared. Um, and, and it's also, I mean, I don't think Brie Larson is, is as bad as the internet trolls would make her out to be. I think she did emote a lot, but like you said, she was most charismatic when she was with Nick Fury and not before. Like, and then even, uh, Maria Rambeau and the, the kid. Yeah. Even, even their scenes, like the few scenes they had, I got more uh, charisma from both those characters than I did from Carol the entire movie. I really only got chemistry from her when she was bouncing off of Nick Fury or someone else. But by herself? Not really. And I think that also goes back to how they characterize her. Sometimes she's stoic. The characters of the entire movie are telling her to be less emotional, but she's not really that emotional the entire movie. There's not really, like, you know what I mean? Other than her just going, ah! Getting mad when she's, like, fighting. Yeah. There's not really, like, character through line of her being an asshole and then learning from that. Like, Tony Stark had to be humbled. Thor had to be humbled. Doctor Strange had, had to be, be humbled. humbled. She did it. But in the movie, she's still busting out one-liners and being snarky as she was in the very beginning of the movie. Nothing changed with her. So then, when you get to that final battle, and it's a cakewalk, literally there's no fight. It's just her... It's like a showcase of how strong she is, but with no one that actually challenges her, so you don't really even know how strong she is when you compare it to someone else that powerful. And I don't know if that's really, like if that was the point that they were trying to do in the movie because they're trying to say she's the most powerful Avenger, she's stronger than any, like... But so they, I guess they just wanted to have a moment where, I don't know, she cuts, like, you get to see what she's fully capable of just letting her be able to cut loose because I don't know, we don't know what's going to happen in Avengers Endgame. We don't know yeah. if she's going to be able to cut loose like she did in this movie in Endgame. So at least, I don't know, just being able to see her to do that so you know what she is capable of I don't know what the justification is. For <laughs> I think I'm you're just, overthinking yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to make a justification for it because I agree. I was just like, once you got to the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, there was no real struggle for her. None. So what's like, what is really a threat to her? Damn. And especially once you get to uh, what her origin is, and I was like, okay, so she, yeah, she's just a god. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, like we were saying, Ronan didn't do anything. Maybe have Ronan challenge her a little bit. Like, something to make her overcome something. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like her character, she didn't... It, her character wasn't consistent enough to make that ending feel impactful. 
Like, it just felt like... And you know what? And beyond that, I feel like female empowerment things have this same issue throughout. Not just this movie, but I think it feels like things that go... I don't think this movie has a female like agenda or anything, or a feminist agenda. Or well, there is one scene. There is one. Oh, there's one. And I hate that scene. I literally was like, oh god, why? Why would you do? It's like almost like the Supergirl writers came into the room and was like, let me, let me, let me edit this scene for you. Like, no, no, no I'll do it. I'm gonna choose the music for you. Hold, hold my beer, bitch. Oh, I was so on the nose. But I don't think the movie itself has an agenda. But I feel like this trope of a woman. Having the power already. I get it. You're trying to have female empowerment. That's the point. I get that. But when you don't let her grow as a character, that's why people on the other side of that argument will go, well, she didn't earn that power. She she didn't earn any of this because she never had to struggle to get it. She's had it from the beginning. She didn't have to change or grow or mature or anything. So it's like you're not invested in that character because you didn't watch them change from beginning to the end. And then not only that, I feel like their way of trying to get us to be invested in Carol's character didn't work for me. Like, no. with the flashbacks, I felt like they were randomly placed yes. throughout the movie, and it wasn't like... Oh, here's the issue with the flashbacks. And it wasn't like an Arrow type of thing where the flashbacks connected to something in the future, which no. I'm, I don't know if you can necessarily do in a movie, but I feel like you can do you it. You could. You could. Yeah. But I was just like, they were just randomly there just to say, okay, this is her backstory, but... I just met this person. Why do I care what her backstory is? Well, the problem the problem is, and again, it's a lot of it's shallow. In the beginning, you know, we know the as the audience, not even comic book fans, but the audience, they introduced you to the concept that she was a pilot from the very beginning. But we spend like half the movie with her not knowing that, so we're waiting for her to catch up to what we already know. So the flashbacks after that revelation aren't that interesting until you get to the extra twist by the end. So for a big half of the movie, you're just like, all right, what what is going on with these flashbacks? But I think a lot of another big weakness of the movie is you don't get to know her fellow Cree like comrades, and that was another like we thought going into this movie that people like to do from who from Guardians of the Galaxy bec- uh-huh. because he's in this movie they would make a big deal out of him. Korath, yeah, Korath, but like, n- none none of them yeah. except for the main guy Jude Law, Jude Law, which is Yongrog, Yongrog, he's the only one with any level of development at all. And I feel like when you get to that twist by the end, having them be more developed and having her connection to her comrades be like more established would have done wonders for that final act. Oh, it would have done. It would have like made what they were trying to portray uh, this level of betrayal. It would have made it way more jarring and impactful because I don't know if jarring is the right word, but more more biting yeah, in yeah. terms of how you felt both as the audience and how. And how uh, Carol must have felt because think about what happened in the first season of Agents of Shield. How you spent time with Ward and, yes. and all these other characters, only to find out they're Hydra agents, and you're just like, "Oh, what the fuck, man!" Yeah, I love, I loved your character. Like I was rooting for you, you and Daisy to get together. Like, yeah. and now this, like, come on, like you felt that because you spent time with these characters. These characters they developed in your, they grew with with you as the as the show grew. Yeah, and it's like with these other characters, like, oh, we're gonna bring. Uh, Korath back. We're gonna bring Ronan back. That means they're gonna get developed, right? No. <laughs> why? Why bring him back? So, yeah. Then? Why bring him back then? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just gonna keep going in circles, explaining the things I didn't like about the movie. But I, I did like the effects were really great. Um, the humor was hit and miss, but more often than not, I did find a lot of the humor funny. 
trying to think of just positives. Um, I will say though that final final battle scene though was like. I mean, it looks the battle. It, look, it looks cool. no, no negatives. Thank it you. Look, <laughs> it looks because you said every, the CGI was great. I'm like, eh, I, it looks cool ish, but at the same time, it's like eh, I think it looks as cool. It looks that we've seen. It looks like a video game right now. Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely looks like a video game. But I feel like for what she is as a character, I always kind of expect that's how it would look. I think my issue was more just the choreography of those scenes weren't that great. So like, I don't think there's a single memorable fight scene in the whole movie. There's action. And it's okay, but it's like this is Captain Marvel. This is like your flagship female character for the MCU. It should be more than okay. I should I should have walked out of this with at least one set piece to go like, man, that fight was amazing. Come on, Winter Soldier had Bucky versus Captain America. That shit was a fire. Like, you can't tell me Captain Marvel, the or most even godly Cap- character Captain America ever? in the elevator scene. Yeah, but you tell me Captain Marvel with all her godly power, she couldn't have one dope fight scene. You know what I'm saying? Not not one. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the effects were were good enough for me, but the the choreography wasn't. Um, uh, I liked almost all the side characters. Agent Coulson was fucking great for the little bit he was in it. I yeah. wish he was still alive because him just. Like, I think that was the biggest reaction in my theater when I saw it when Agent Coulson came back, or when he showed up anyway. Yeah, well, my theater didn't really. They just clapped in the begin. They especially clapped in the beginning. Oh, because of the Stan Lee thing. The Stan Lee tribute. Yeah, like the. Text. And for the most part, they and they clapped at the very end, the post credit scene. That was really it. The last post credit scene? No, the first. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was say, I was like, wow, really? Okay. Um, but yeah, I like the side characters. Uh, basically all of them. But the, the a negative there is, I think they were all. I think everybody had more charisma than her, include Monica, the little kid, the 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 mate, both villains. Yeah, I love Talos. Talos was great. Talos was great. Ben Middleton killed that. He did. I, at the end of it, I was like, I... I want to see more of him. I'm like, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> I want to see more of the Talos scroll than I want to see Captain Marvel. But <laughs> that's a failure to me. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I want to say non-spoilers? We're forgetting the spoilers. Father, I will say, to be fair to Brie Larson, because I mentioned before, like, when she was interacting with other people... I could see segments or fragments of a character that I would like to see going forward. I feel like... But she wasn't consistent. That, But that, but going to that, this is what I was about to go to. I feel like that wasn't necessarily on Brie Larson. No. I think that was more so on the writing and directing for her character. Because yeah. if it was all on Brie Larson, I wouldn't have seen anything at all. Like, there, I wouldn't have seen fragments. I would have just... It would have just been dead the whole time. So I think of Brie Larson's performance, kind of how I felt about Doctor Strange... In his in his origin mm. movie, I was just like, eh, I'm enjoying it, but I wanted more. Yeah. But then I saw Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok, and I was like, where was this guy in yeah. fucking in his solo movie? Then I saw him in Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War, and I was like, oh shit, he should have like, who the fuck? Where was this guy in his solo movie? Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see what the Russos what the Russo brothers do with her. I'm actually really hopeful because. I think Russo Brothers are the best character writers that the MCU has. And I think every time they get their hands on a character that's kind of fucked up, like like even Iron Man, after Iron Man 3. like He wasn't that great in Iron Man 3. He was kind of an asshole in Age of Ultron. But as soon as Russo Brothers got him in Civil War, we loved him. Like he, he, They brought the heart back to that character. And mm-hmm. since then, he's been great. And you know, every time he's shown up. Um, I'm hoping that they have the same effect for Captain Marvel. I hope I, so, too. I, I totally believe that Endgame will, will have a different take on her character because they'll they write her differently. But yeah, and this, and I think part of it, maybe it's that they, it's somewhat miscasting for what they wanted her to do. 
I haven't seen Brie Larson in a lot of things, but I think when they had her deliver sarcastic dialogue, that's where it felt the flattest. Because her sarcastic voice, like her her trying to be Tony Stark, is, is always this, deadpan. But it's it's just, it's the same voice that oh, she you did think? with everything every oh, really? other voice. Really, is that what you think? Okay, sure. I mean, if you think that there's, there's no aliens in this place, sure, whatever. Like you know, that's that's, that's yeah. how she delivered every single thing every that single was like, sarcastic. Yeah. I don't know. So I, if I give it a rating. I'm with you. It was a long way of saying when you said the radio. I was like, "That's exactly how I feel." Thank God. But yeah, high passable. Um, and fuck, man, that's that's pretty low for a Marvel movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is. Oh yeah, I didn't even think. Of, yeah, that is. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I think Aquaman was around the same thing. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when you think about it, this really did feel like a Phase One movie. Like, it felt like one of those origin stories in the beginning of the MCU that felt kind of... It's not, like, Winter Soldier yet. We're still in, like, the... I can't even say this guy. I like First Cap- Avenger. No. <laughs> I, I like... No, I, I can't even say because I don't really remember how I felt, but honestly, I feel like I like the First Avenger more now that I have all the pieces. Yes. And I think that might end up be end up being what happens with Captain Marvel. I might end up liking this movie more after I see Endgame and then Captain Maybe. Marvel 2 and then Captain Marvel 3. At least I hope. I hope so too. I, I think what made Captain Marvel and the first Avenger age better with time was again, the Russo brothers... Well, they didn't actually write that, right? It's someone else. No, the Russo brothers didn't do... Uh, yeah. They came on Winter Soldier. So yeah, maybe if they take all the elements that were kind of introduced in this movie and keep revisiting them and making them stronger. Because it's the same thing. Even Iron Man 2. I end up liking... I like... And Iron Man 3 as well. I like Iron Man 2 and 3 more now that I have all the other pieces mm. than when I first when I just saw the movies by by themselves. So so Captain Marvel I do, I still don't like Thor of the Dark World. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't change. Yeah. So Captain Marvel uh is proof that the MCU fans are spoiled now. Because it's not even a bad it's not a bad movie. It's just not great. And yeah. we've become so used to great movies from and Marvel. That, and now that you bring that up, it kind of makes me think, Why? Wh- I wonder what made them take the route that they took with this movie. Because you think about the last couple of movies that they've done, like, they try to genre-bend superhero movies. Mm. Like... Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Spider-Man was a superhero movie, but John Hughes' take on a the superhero movie. The Giants High School movie. Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they said it was a space opera. Winter Soldier was a political was thriller. was a political thriller. But this was just a straight... Superhero. Origin. This felt to me. This it's just I, a straight superhero origin movie. I, I mean, I agree with that. I, I actually coming out of it was comparing it to a watered down Winter Soldier. It felt like they, they took parts of Guardians of the Galaxy, part of Winter Soldier, mixed them together, and got a result that was weaker than the, both of some of its parts. I don't even see the Winter Soldier aspect of it. The this is the Shield stuff oh. and the twist. Like the twist, it's almost the same kind of thing. Hydra, Kree, flip that shit. That's getting the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, if you don't want to hear Captain Marvel spoilers, jump ahead in the timestamps. Check out the iTunes description for that. Um, so yeah, let's talk spoilers. A fucking cat. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the Nick Fury twist, man, because like we liked him in this movie, right? We both did. Yes. Yes. He was. He honestly, he carried a lot of the movie for Brie Larson when her Christmas was lacking. Yes. And then they did my man so dirty. That dirty the person, as hell. The person that he trusted. When you go back and watch Winter Soldier, and there's multiple scenes where he puts focus on that eye and how he lost it in a, in a badass way. Turns out, he got scratched by a kitty. An alien kitty, but a kitty nonetheless. And also, he's so fucking dumb, he just watched this cat's 
is a flurkin, if you don't read the comics. Yeah. It, it's basically like a tentacle monster with an interdimensional stomach, so it can eat anything and store anything in its body. It already killed multiple people by the time we got to this point. But he puts it up to his face and it's like, oh, he's a good boy. And then it scratches him in the because the eye. whole time it, ha- it hasn't atta- it ha- attacked everybody but him. It's been protecting them for the most part. Who fucking cares? You see what its mouth is. It's a monster. <laughs> Don't ever. I would never. <laughs> oh, he's a cute boy. No. <laughs> Hold it out by your arms like as far as possible. I agree. And it, ma- it made no sense that, one, he did that. But two, that's how he loses his eye. And, but then three, the fact that he fucking kept the cat. Like yeah, what? And then and he and then bothered. And th- that's what I was just about to say. And four, he didn't seem bothered by it at all. No. Oh, I lost my eye. Whatever. I'd be pissed. Yes. Especially considering now, it'd be one thing if you just had a regular cat. You know, cats do shit. But now you know it's an alien. Yeah. So clearly, it's it has some type of sentience. So it knew what the fuck it was doing. Yeah. And you, it, you so it scratched you. It got rid of your eye, and you're just gonna be like, "I'm gonna keep it too." Yeah, I'm just gonna. Oh, you still, you're still a cute kitty. That's terrifying. You're you're living with a monster that could kill you with a scratch. No, you know, often I've got scratches all over my arms from my cats. I'd be dead. <laughs> I'm like decked with no arms right now if I was fucking Nick Fury. I'm like, what are you? It made you, no sense. Yeah, it made absolutely no that was sense. One. Of a many questions that I had in Captain Marvel, but that was a big one. I'm I like, have, I have a lot. He, they broke his character questions. retroactively, and then not even that. And I get Captain Marvel. There's still a 20, 20 year gap between when we see him in the first Iron Man movie at this post credit scene and Captain Marvel. But at the same time, like, you didn't show me anything in this movie that tells me how Nick Fury became so gosh darn jolly go lucky in Captain Marvel to the heartened. Badass super spy that he ended up becoming. Oh, the cat scratch, bro. He didn't. He trusted. But him. even after the cat scratch, he was still like. He trusted that cat. <laughs> like, hey guys, yeah. He still. Seen... Oh, you mean at like the dinner and stuff? Like the, when they were washing not, well, dishes. Not, not even just the dinner, but then even when he was talking to Coulson, he still seemed like he was a little. I mean, he was putting on the the air of like, oh well, I got tortured or whatever by Cree radicals or something i don't know what he said but yeah, he, like he gives some bullshit story yeah I, I can neither confirm nor deny that it was like still like but the, but you're right because because now you've taken what we thought what was described to us in winter soldier was him losing that eye is what made him the badass nick fury that we know he trusted somebody and that was the last time nick fury ever trusted another person and they became the, the like the 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 head of shield that we know today but now we know it's a cat. That he still has. Yes. So it's like, did you not... You so there's re- no character development. Yeah. Like, now you have to show us something else to show us, unless it's all just fake. Now, now it makes me feel like Nick Fury's just putting on like a, a fucking act. He's always just faking like he's cool, but really, he's a bitch. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bitch undercover. <laughs> and supposedly I read that... Uh, like behind the scenes stuff that yeah the cat is still there like the cat is he 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 has the cat guarding one of the shield bases so it's like nigga what you still kind of you still trust this person so so when he went into to to go investigate the tesseract all that dangerous shit in the beginning of Avengers one he had an alien cat on deck that he just doesn't keep around him at all times as like a guard well I don't know if it's at that location but they say he still has the cat why wouldn't you have that cat around you at all times then. Because they didn't think of it. It's stupid. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's, and again, going to that, that's part of my problem. Like, with, I thought, I thought Carol was going to take the cat with her by the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought so too. But nah, we had to keep him for the joke. But that, but that's the hairball. Remember the post credit scene? Yeah, ah, that hilarious. Yeah, that was so great. <laughs> again, cat person hated it. <laughs> 
But then again, like like going back to what you're saying, like that's the problem with this movie where I was like, I have a lot of questions now because you over-explain things. And I'm just like, why, A, if you still have the cat, why didn't you use it when Loki attacked Avengers, A? And then also, of course, and it, they tried to explain it, but I'm like, the Chitauri attacked during the first Avengers. You have Captain Marvel's beeper. Oh, yeah. And she says, hey, use it use only, it for, only emergency. for emergencies. This is an emergency. It's an wow. alien invasion. Yeah, we're alien invaded right now. Nah, that's not enough. And they literally <laughs> say in the first Avengers movie, and that's another, that's another thing. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. They say in the first Avengers movie as if Avengers 1 was the first time they ever been attacked by aliens. Yeah. But yet, you were attacked by aliens in the 90s. But but Captain Marvel stopped them all from a distance, so maybe he didn't. But know still, how big he the make it was. seem. Like, I don't know that's stupid. All right, but still, <laughs> he right. makes it seem like like there's a moment in Avengers where uh, he says that the reason that they started uh, toying with the Tesseract to try to make weapons was because Thor. Because, oh, right, right, because right, right, of right, Thor right. One. Loki. Yeah, because yeah. of Loki. Fucking liar. <laughs> He's completely. And they never, and they never knew about. They never knew about aliens before that. Yeah. He's com- he's but yeah, you did know about aliens before that. It's all part of his Nick Fury plan. It's stupid. You're so right. I'm like, why did it take 20 years? It created plot holes. Like a it, lot of plot holes. But it's like that that explanation was so overly simple. Calling we have emergency. Like you couldn't specify a little bit more than that. Like you know what I mean to kind of fill in that. I feel like anybody that heard that line should have been able to go. Does that create a lot of other problems for why he didn't use this pager to begin with before? Like, yeah. no one on deck was like, that doesn't make sense, guys. We you didn't should... want to use it for Ultron? Anything. Avengers, Ultron, even Thor the Dark World, where the realities were being bent. Like, <laughs> nah, we're like, good. Granted, to be fair to that, he wasn't in it. So. <laughs> He's still on the news. She was doing cleanup afterwards. Whatever. But uh, on the subject of the cat, though. Oh, even like the, the Avengers initiative at the end. Oh, I hated that. I hated that, too. I, you know what? A, I hated Wait, how why you did got... you hate it? A, I hated how you got the name. Okay. But then B, also, it goes back to the thing. What were you doing for 20 years? Oh, you mean putting it together as superheroes? Yeah. Because not until Iron Man did he find another superhero, I guess. No, but he says in Iron Man, you think you're the only superhero? He's talking about Captain Marvel. Whatever, man. I'm looking for holes in this, all right? There's a lot of holes. <laughs> you're right. Um, I, I didn't like it because I, I get the title. But still, you promoted Captain America, the first movie, as Captain America, the, fir- the first I, Avenger. Yeah, I was thinking that too. So I was like, but. Carol's the first Avenger. Technically, she's, yes, yeah, technically, she's the first Avenger. So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, I feel like a lot of this movie took away things from Captain America's franchise. And I'm like, is that like in preparation for him to be on his way out and for her to take his place as the captain of the MCU? Maybe, but I don't like it. Because <laughs> it, like, her arriving retroactively hurt Captain Marvel. Captain America related, related things. I don't like that. Yeah. Then also on top of that, I'm like, or like, I don't like that they keep bringing in the Infinity. And I'm like, I get it. Oh, the Infinity Gems? It has to connect because Infinity Endgame is coming, yada, yada, yada. But I'm just like, part of me is like, I'm like, how did they get the Tesseract? Well, there's actually is a timeline of that online. I was also like, what? At first. But then when you look at, because literally before that, where was it? It was just. How was uh, Shield had it in the ocean? Yeah. yeah, Shield had it, but Shield didn't have it. Whatever Marvel Pegasus prod, whatever is that not is that Shield? Probably. Sure. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see how you're not sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say it is <laughs> for the sake of the timeline. I'm gonna say it is, and after the cat coughs it up, it goes back to Shield R and D or whatever. 
Or, or, or actually, I don't even know. Maybe the Tesseract did get lost from Shield in the back in the day with Howard Stark. I don't know what happened, but there is. It's possible that it could have ended up with the Pegasus Project. My bigger issue with the Flurkin thing is just that that scene that we talked about in non spoilers about the the oh, if you love cats, here's a really great scene that's funny with the cat. They literally just ripped off the Groot scene. The Groot yeah, scene. Yeah, Groot does that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, just grabs a bunch of people in the hallway and throws them against the walls back and forth. But Jordan. Groot didn't swallow them. So it wasn't as terrifying? Is that what yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not endearing. That's, that's terrifying. Different. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> that's the point. Threat uh. level high. <laughs> and I feel like that scene would have had way more punch if it wasn't telegraphed throughout the whole movie. What, the cat thing? The cat thing. Yeah. Like if they played it up as if it was just a regular cat and not kept kept letting you know Something's off with it. That, that the cat's more or less an alien. You have Ben Mendelsohn literally say, that's not a cat. That's a flurkin. And so then when the moment happens, then Nick Fury's acting all surprised. It's like, but you were told. Granted, you aren't necessarily told what it can do or what it what happens, but you were told it's an alien. Yeah. So Because it wasn't just that, too. It was like when they scanned it and everything. Like There's a bunch of times it was like, not a cat. This is not a cat. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. They telegraphed it too much. You shouldn't right. have did that. Yeah. I mean, okay. And let's, let's talk about Carol and... and but I did like this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. It does, it does sound like we're complaining a lot. <laughs> but that's the problem. But I just like... I wanted to love it. That's the thing. Yeah. Especially considering all the stuff that's happened, like behind the scenes, internet trolls, and how it's now the lowest rated audience anticipation movie because of the review bomb that's happened, that happened but yeah, online. Yeah, apparently it broke records, right? It's still second highest grossing MCU movie. Yeah, now it's, like the high, it's the highest behind Black Panther domestically. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't think it's earned, <laughs> but all right, maybe the representation is just enough. I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just the hype for Endgame around the corner. I don't know. I think it's both. Probably both. Um, but I think a lot of our problems with Captain Marvel or Brie, like Brie Larson, Carol Danvers, whatever, as a character, a lot of it stems from just uh, her characterization from the beginning of the movie. Like, like we were saying before, like if the movie opens with her being kind of a, a cocky soldier in the Kree army. And she's like, she's fighting Yong Rog and they're doing a very generic Iron Fist-like combat thing. And I'm like, all right, well, this is, I didn't know this is the Iron Fist movie, sure. <laughs> they open up with a fight and you you think that you're going to get to you know her. I made? No, what was it? Trash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, I don't know. You got to look at it. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I'm going to just show it to you. Uh-oh. Cause, cause if you think about it, there's a lot of similarities between Iron Man and Kara. Kara, I mean, uh, Iron, between Iron Fist and Car- Carol oh. Danvers, Iron Fist and Kara, like just scroll. I'm the mortal Iron Fist. Seriously, she stole your thunder, Danny. Oh, ha, Kara Danvers, Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers, uh. yeah. And she has the Iron Fist. But I mean, like that, that opening. It's not blurred vision level, but still. <laughs> I'm about to see. Oh my God! Bless you. Oh, thank you. Uh, what was I saying? Um, Iron Fist opening moment. Oh, the um, that 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 entire intro was just a missed opportunity of us getting to know Carol as a Cree soldier, or Verse, or Vares, or whatever they call her. Vares. Vares. Because like, you're introduced to her, you're introduced to her mentor, and you're introduced to her squad. But they're only in the movie to all together for one mission in the beginning that is over like within five to ten minutes. And you can learn nothing about them. I don't even know what their names are aside from 
anybody. I don't know. Yongrog. That's it. <laughs> and who? That guy. Korath. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I was like, there's like a bearded guy. There's a sniper chick that apparently she doesn't like Carol, but you never even get that real feeling until the end when she explicitly says she doesn't like her. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. No. But like, these were all missed opportunities to develop her relationships with the world she thought she knew. So when, by the end of the movie, you betray that and go, oh shit, no, actually, the Kree are bad and the scroll are good, which I think in itself was an interesting twist. Yeah. But because they didn't set it up properly, it, it ultimately felt like, oh, you know those guys that you don't know at all, but you we said they're, they're good? They're actually bad. And you know those guys that you don't know at all, but we said that they're bad? They're actually good. Like, there was no weight to it. It was just like, oh, they're bad, now they're good. Oh, they're good, now they're bad. But if you had known them, like you said, with like uh, Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D., if we had gotten to know the characters and felt the camaraderie, felt the friendship, and then we would have been there with her when we felt betrayal. What if we loved that that female sniper? What if we loved her friendship with Carol? What if it was like one of our favorite things in the movie? And then by the end, when you find out that she actually hates Carol and like has been just lying to her the entire time, yeah. like Carol being upset, we also been, Yeah, that would have been a gut punch. Yeah, but they didn't do that. I feel like it was like a huge misopportunity, and it 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 failed to give real weight to Carol's character when it felt almost inconsequential that her world was turned upside down. Yeah, and then not only that, just like how the way it ends, where she's just like she she lets Yon Rog live, and then because they're trying to make it seem like she couldn't kill him because of the friendship and the loyalty that she developed with this character, and it was just like I would like to feel that too as the audience member, because yeah. I don't, you know. Though it was fucking hilarious when he does that typical villain thing. It's like, wow, now that I've seen you are a god and I can't fight you at all, now let's go back to the beginning of the yeah. movie where we fought hand to hand. And now prove to me that you can do it. And she immediately blasts Blast him. him. I was like, ah, that was good. And she's yeah, like, that was, that was funny. Yeah, I don't have to prove anything to you. I'm like, okay, that was a good female empowerment moment. I thought that was a good one. But like, you guys had, you should have done more to earn it. I, I thought that was a good moment though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think part of it also has to do with the fact that this movie was only two hours, which is... I don't think you need like two and a half hours to tell this story. I feel like they just, they, they misuse their time. Like they spent a lot of time with her running around with Nick Fury and their and their camaraderie, but like I feel like for the twist that they wanted to establish in this movie, you need to establish a relationship with the her comrades, not Nick Fury. Yeah, I, I can get or that. Even, or even but, then I, but then it kind of makes me go, but then, because you got to... You gotta establish her connection to Earth. Another misopportunity. Her relationship with her best friend. Not Monica. What's her name? Maria. Maria. Like, the Maria Rambeau stuff? The most I got out of their friendship was the sad music that played when Kara was looking at those photos of them together and the one speech Maria gave her about knowing who the hell she is. But again, I'm being told who Carol is. I'm not seeing it. I had to hear it from another character. That's a weakness in of, in of itself. But the fact that they didn't do enough to establish their friendship, I feel like that's another weakness. Yeah, it is. Like, if you want to tie her to somebody, tie her to her. Nick Fury is great because we love Nick Fury, but he should have been, like, a a side character, like not, like, a, a co-lead. Yeah, this was definitely... I was going to say, this is definitely... Almost hit, hit as much his movie as it was hers. It for sure was. Oh, and that note though, goddamn that fucking de aging is perfect. Oh yeah, that that I never once was like, oh that's weird. I was like, wow, you look good. <laughs> him and Coulson. Yeah, fucking that's, nailed it. It's pretty great. The the wig. Uh, 
The hair? Oh, on, on Sam Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, fuck, man. It looked But good. even then, that's still... I'm like, maybe I need to get one of those. <laughs> I don't know. I was just really surprised that it didn't once make me feel like, oh, this looks weird. No, because when you think about when you first saw... What was it in? Civil War? When you War. saw Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, young Robert, yeah. Or was it Ant... What was the first time? No, I think it might have been Ant-Man. Ant-Man was the first time. Ant-Man was the first time. You could you could tell. It looked good, but yeah. you could definitely tell. No, this was flawless. This, yeah, this one, I, flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> and for being the whole movie, too, it was like, whoa. They yeah. fucking got that shit down. It was pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, so for Maria, like, did you feel the same way about the lack of connection between her and, and Carol? I felt like it was just wasted. I mean, I wanted more, but I mean, I, I, I felt what was there, but that was mostly on the strength of Maria's, like, her acting. Yeah. Not... Like why is them together? Why is Brie Larson being outacted by everybody in this movie? And that's, that's the thing. Ben I don't Mendelsohn, get. Sam Jackson, and I'm like, but she's the Oscar. She's the well, Sam Sam Jackson. I think got nominated for Oscar too. But I'm like, she's she's an Oscar nominated actress. What do you? I don't. What, where where is it? Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> Even the little girl. I was like, I want to see more of this little girl than I want to see fucking Brie Larson's Carol Danvers. Yeah, it's not okay. Girl was great. She was fucking amazing. Um, why can't I listen too? Okay. Yeah, what well, think about the the role the 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 what, what did she say, the model that you're saying? Oh yeah. For, for your kid. <laughs> I mean, on that note too, did you also feel like they people were way too accepting of aliens, like really fast? Oh, they were. It was like, oh, sh-. first of all, the horror scene of the mom looking out the window and seeing herself playing with her little girl, and she's just like, oh, I'm like, she's be like, what the fuck. <laughs> And I mean, to be fair, terrifying to me. That was te- that could have been a, a scene of a horror movie. Yeah, and to be fair, like it's not like she didn't literally just learn about it beforehand. So it's not like she's just finding out. Yeah, but just it all felt like, oh shit. Even even Nick Fury. But I was just saying, even Nick Fury or the people that was seeing the alien fight during the uh, when she was chasing the uh, scroll during the cha- train scene. Oh yeah, everybody was just like. Oh yeah, that's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> like what? Or she's fighting an old woman, and I, yeah, I get some people were trying to hold her back, but it was still like, <laughs> I didn't like that sequence just because I I like the fact that people were trying to stop her from fighting the old lady. <laughs> but I feel like it wasn't enough. No, it was like a weaker version of the Spider-Man three scene. <laughs> yeah, or Spider-Man two. Sorry. Um, what's I gonna say? Uh, I definitely think that Stanley. I definitely think they broke the fourth wall with that Stanley Stanley cameo. Oh yeah, she just literally smiled at him. Like that's never really happened before in other cameos. Oh, yeah, no, but I did like how he was rehearsing his lines for from all rats. rats. That was yeah. cute. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, he didn't look that old though. <laughs> like he he wasn't that old back then. <laughs> well, I guess they didn't want to use de aging on him. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Spend a little money on Stan. Um, but yeah. So what else we talk about? Oh, Skull Twist and Talos. And Ben Mendelsohn's portrayal of that character. And I think it was a great twist on the strength of Ben Mendelsohn always plays a villain. So when he's first introduced, I'm like, well... Of course. <laughs> even even when before you were, it's revealed that Ben Mendelsohn, his human form, is a scroll, I was already like, he's clearly a fucking scroll. He's definitely a, a scroll. And of course, as soon as his scene ends, my brother, yeah. I will let you go to the I, other side. Or beyond or whatever. Like, oh, here we go. You're just scroll bullshit. But then when you find out that he's See, actually... See, that I didn't know because I don't I don't know what Ben... I, never, I don't know what Ben Mendelsohn looks like normally. Ben Mendelsohn's the villain in everything. Yeah, but I, I don't really pay him that much attention. What? And, and that, everything. <laughs> in that case, I'm like... I'm, Rogue I'm, One. Uh, fucking uh, uh, Ready Player One. Like, <laughs> He was a Ready Player One? He was the main bad guy. He was? 
<laughs> That's why I'm like, in this instance, I'm you. I'm wow. like, I recognize face. I'm like, he was? Generic Ben Mendelsohn face, you just can't see. <laughs> but yeah, so when he was like a regular person, I was like, I didn't know who that was. Then I was like, oh, that's Ben Mendelsohn. I don't know who he looks like. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's a villain in everything. So I knew right away. I, I had my prediction head hat on because I was like, villain. I even predicted right away that it was going to be a twist. Like, as soon as they... And they, but they also telegraphed it. Like, uh, the, when she gets knocked out and she's her, she's having her memories experimented with or whatever or like looked through, and you can hear Talos talking to his like R and D guys or R and D scroll, uh, as a voiceover. Guy. Yeah, science guys. But even how he's talking in those voiceovers, I'm like, he doesn't sound villainous. So when he when he comes she comes out of like the the mind thing and she starts beating beating up everybody, and the first thing he does is like, wait 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 wait, you don't know the whole story. I'm like twist he, they're not the bad guys clearly like did you not get that honestly i don't know what <laughs> for once i presented something before you did yep <laughs> i thought it was like so obvious i'm like well and also because we went to the movie thinking there's gonna be a twist so i was i didn't go and going oh, there's no gonna be a twist in this i was like oh well yeah but at the same time i'm still thinking in my mind like they're introducing the scrolls we're gonna do secret invasion right we have to. Like, there's no reason not to now that you're doing scrolls. Yeah, and people so say it. Kind of now to up say, now. now to have them go, they're not villains, it's like, but, so now I'm like, so Secret Invasion is not happening? That's what I thought initially, but Chris McKinney and Colin Quest made a good point. And I've seen this online too, but, uh, you know, there's good and bad people, there's good and bad scrolls. I think personally, it defeats the message of this movie, which is don't judge a book by its cover. So then if you're like, you're going to say that in this movie, and then the next time we see the scrolls, they're evil, I'm like, so could you not judge a book by its cover? Because some of those books are evil. <laughs> I guess some books are evil. Oh, okay. But his his delivery of lines, even though I felt like he was forcing dialogue through like the mask he had on. Yeah, the teeth. You could you could hear like the muffled like his slurring. Or like uh like lisp a little bit. Yeah, like the prosthetics were like hindering his dialogue a little bit. Yeah. But even despite that, like just his relationship with his family. Like, I was waiting, like, is it going to be a double twist where he's actually not good and he's just, like, lying to them to get to his family? And then when he gets to his family, like, oh, by the way, I have a world-ending device because fuck humanity. But no. no. To the point where when he got shot, I cared more about Talos. I was like, oh, no, don't you fu-. I literally shouted, I shit you not, I shouted in the theater, and it was, a full, it was a full theater. I was like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I was like, if they kill Talos, I will riot. Yeah, I thought they. I was like, are they gonna kill him for real? Come on! Yeah, don't do it. But they didn't. So. And then, like, speaking of like what Ben Mendelsohn, like, just think about some of the quips that he did compared to like how Brie Larson delivered her line, like uh, the, <laughs> the moment where uh, Marie Maria mentions like, what she says, "If you call me young woman or whatever one more time, I want to stick my foot where the whatever." <laughs> yeah. And he's like. Am I supposed to know where that is? It's, it's ass. It's ass. It's like, uh. like that was funny, and like yeah. the way he delivered it was funny. But like, I feel like if it was Brie Larson saying that, it would have been like, no, wah wah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. I feel like most or of even the like the moment with flat the, or even like the moment with the lunchbox, like where she was diver- trying to divert, uh, played uh, be be a diversion to like Nick Fury and Lashana Lynch escaping with the Tesseract, and. Uh, because of all the explosions and stuff like that, the lunchbox mm. the lunchbox dropped and it opened. And you saw the tesseract wasn't in there. She was like, "Oh, that was in oh, there. I could have sworn it was all in there." I was like, "It's flat." Yeah, no, it's flat. Cut. And talking take about t- take that two. scene, take two, <laughs> take three, because what they actually added to that scene. I'm just a girl. Oh, 
Oh, and the climactic final I was battle. Like, are you kidding me? Thank I was you. thinking in my head. I was like, oh, thank you. Because I, I, you just I made worried this, it was me. You just made the scene into a, a cartoon. It, it felt like tonal. It felt like Supergirl. It felt like a CW moment. But like, to put that, look, I get it. Nineties music. They, they've been. I feel like they overplayed their nineties. They did. Hand. Like waterfalls. They had and... so many moments where it's like nineties hey, music, nineties music, nineties yeah. music. I'm like, I get it. It's the nineties. Fucking. And it was moments where it did. Like it was just moments of them driving. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you 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 do a pan up to uh do an aerial shot of the car. Then all of a sudden, don't go chasing waterfall. And I'm like, yeah. are they going to a waterfall? Like no, why? It's just '90s songs. Yeah, why is this in here? <laughs> so you know it's the '90s. I did like some of the '90s jokes, like when they go on the internet or not internet. But they um, she's trying to upload oh, that black box thing or whatever. And it's like, what's what's happening right now? It's loading. And they have to just wait for it to load. That was kind of funny. Uh, I'm bleeding. What the fuck? Ew! I'm picking at your nail. Ew! I'm not. I'm not. A pick, I'm just like. I realize it's bleeding. Why is your toenail like that? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Weird. Anyway, it got scratched by flurking. <laughs> looks like it. That don't look right. Anyway, <laughs> um, fuck. I was gonna say, uh, music. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just overplayed the nice hand, but then so I get it. I understand what you're going for, but you don't put. A comedic song like that—that's so on the nose. Like an unworthy part one. Go Green Ranger when the Green Ranger fights is less on the nose than I'm just a girl. And I'm like, you're giving. What makes it hurt so bad is like that moment gave ammo to every person online that's gonna be like, oh, is that feminist bullshit? Look, they fucking—they're so heavy-handed with it. And that's what it, it was heavy-handed. I'm just a girl, and I'm like. If, if we already didn't feel anything for for these Kree soldiers that were her comrades and her, her having to fight them, now we definitely feel nothing. Like, there's no stakes. It's just yeah, a that, fun fight That's what I said. It just, it, with her old comrades. This is supposed to be, like, a pivotal moment because you're, now you're fighting your more or less family. Yeah. And then playing that song, like I said, it turned into a cartoon. But it's like, why don't they let women struggle when they try and focus on female empowerment. That's the trend I've seen, where it's like they try and go the opposite direction and make things seem almost too easy for the female character. And it has the opposite effect because then the audience is going, well, she didn't really earn like the things that she got. And it's because you didn't make her fight for it. You didn't make her struggle. You just was like, okay, well, you've only had the power, so now the thing, the thing inhibiting your power is gone. The, su- the suppression of man is gone. <laughs> and now you can be your true self. Ah! hear me roar and now you're unbeatable like that's not fun to watch yeah and i think about something like wonder woman like her granted besides Even her, she besides, besides her main theme song but her thong was we are the warriors that built it but that was even the movie that was in the trailer no it wasn't in the movie but still there was no i'm just a girl it's so on the nose that's the that's the real problem it's so fucking on the nose and it's it's does the opposite of being empowering because honestly, you don't have to tell me she's just a girl. You should be able to just, through her actions, go, she's a girl, but man, she's fucking strong. But you ain't got to fucking hammer it home with, I'm just a girl. I'm like, fuck you, movie. <laughs> I'm trying to love you right now. You're making it so hard. Agreed. Yeah, because that whole final battle. There's one thing I really liked from that final whole fight was when she flies up to Ronin. And he, she, she does, does the, the fist. Yeah, and you she, saw the light, the giant shock wave from that. Yeah, I'm like that was badass. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the same. To the, and even when she did almost like a phoenix bird pose. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. To to be like, 
fucking binary, bitch. Hear me roar. What you gonna do? Yeah, her escalation was too fast. It was way too fast. And then on top of that, I'm just like, oh, I can't fly. Now I can fly. Like, wait, what? <laughs> but, I, but not even that. I was like very confused how she became binary because she's always binary. Well, not even that, but like she got her power. She powered up in the supreme intelligence world, mm-hmm. and she destroyed the chip in the virtual world. But destroying the chip in the virtual, she still had the chip on her in the real world. No, I thought it got burnt off in the real world. Yeah, it burnt off because she destroyed it in the virtual world. But I'm like, how does that work? Is this like a Freddy? Are these Freddy Krueger rules? It seemed like she was like uh, doing like a um. This is a really obscure reference, kinda. But a Revenge of Cooler, where Goku and Vegeta were like being energy sapped by Cooler's giant robot thingy with tentacles. Same thing. She's like, so she's connected to the ship. So by powering up, it like overcharged the ship or something. Like she didn't have a search protector on or whatever. <laughs> That's why how I read it. But I just think the concept of just get stronger is what made the movie feel weaker at the end. Because like she didn't just get just get faster, Barry. <laughs> but even that takes a speech. Like in this, it it was like the supreme intelligence said well, there you was ain't a, shit. I was gonna say it was a speech from the supreme intelligence. You, like, need, you need you need us. us. No, I don't. You're just human. She's like, no, I don't. And then she's just the best. Like, everything she needed, she just got. Like, she she couldn't fly. She could fly. And fly. It's not like she flied and struggled. She's automatically. She's just amazing at it. She wasn't strong enough to fight all those ships. She got strong enough to fight all those ships. So it's like, where's your limit? Like, you didn't even put a limit on how strong she can get. Like, it's just... She just get as strong as she needs. Like, and that's what I was saying. Like because she her her powers came from an infinity stone, and you establish these infinity stones are basically limitless in power. It makes me wonder what is her limit? Because in the comics, <laughs> when she achieves her binary form, she's OP as fuck. But there's a limit to how long she can hold that form. Because mm. the only way she can become binary is by absorbing l- massive quantities of energy. But then once she expels all that energy, she's not binary anymore. Did they ever say when Ronan got the Power Stone? I remember in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, he put it, did he get it from Thanos and they put it in his hammer. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think Thanos gave it to him. I think. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Star Lord had it. Star Lord had it. He stole Hawk. it. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe if he had it at the like at the end of the movie, they could have had like a, a Infinity level battle or something to kind of challenge her a little bit. But he didn't have it yet. So that didn't even work. <laughs> I don't know how you would have challenged her. Because even Ronan couldn't fight her. No. Like, not, not that strong. He, she destroyed an entire fleet of ships by herself. Instantly. But, that, but that's the point I was trying to say. Like, going forward, obviously not including uh, Infinity War because Thanos. But in her in her uh, sequel movies, what is she, what, what, what she going to fight? Like, what's really a threat to her? Like, even Thor, who's a god... He almost died by taking a star. I feel like if she had to do the same thing, take a dying star, she would have just ate that shit. Yep, she would have got stronger. Yeah, she would have got stronger. <laughs> I'm stronger now. Like, how, how bitch? I don't understand. Because I'm like, that's that's technically her thing, absorbing energy. But there's a substance At people... least in the comics. They didn't really show that in this. She didn't. Re- the only energy she absorbed was the Infinity Stone. What makes me sad is these complaints that we have, if you echo them online, there are a subset of people that will get mad and say that we are being sexist because like, well, guys just get stronger. Why is it so fucking wrong for a woman to do it? You guys are sexist. But it's like, no, in the same way, I feel like if Thor just got stronger without having to earn that ability, I'll be, I'll be complaining about that too. Yeah. Even if Thor, Thor got stronger 
and still and failed. Well, I was going to say Thor got a massive power boost in Infinity War, but not without a shit to, like he lost his eye he lost his whole family he lost yeah, he lost everything he lost everything <laughs> and still lost and still, and, and, yeah and still lost even with the power boost yeah and forget Infinity War I was talking about Thor Ragnarok he, he got a power boost in that movie too and still lost his solution ended up having me something like he, had, he had to use his brain for which is create the Ragnarok to happen yeah but like he, he he pretty much learned how to use his powers without the hammer and uh, zapped the shit out of uh, Hela and it didn't do, no. and even that didn't do shit. He was like, hit her with a lightning bolt. I hit her with the biggest lightning bolt of lightning bolts. What do you want me to do? <laughs> but but yet, you know, people look at Captain Marvel and go like, why can't she be powerful? But it's like, I don't think they're looking at the full picture of these other characters. Like, these characters had to go through things to get their level of power. And in a lot of cases, they still can't measure up with just brute strength. Meanwhile, Captain Marvel's lesson is, just get stronger. You don't have to change your personality. You don't have to change your ideology. All you have to do is know who you are, which we as an audience aren't even sure who you are, but you have to just go, I know who I am now. And now you're just a god. And even then, like, she technically doesn't know who she is. And then that moment when she said that, I was like, I don't feel this. No. Because like, when, she, when she said, the, uh, when Talos was like, I know who you are, something like that. Like, Marvel wanted you to... Speaking of which, we didn't talk about Marvel, but yeah. Uh, oh when, yeah, the twist Mar- that people when, probably hated. When Marvel wanted you to, he want, she wanted you to help me or whatever, and he's like, "You don't know me. You don't know who I am. I, I don't even know, know who, who I, I am. am." And I was like, oh. and it's not like it was bad acting. I just didn't feel it. Yeah, me either. That's why I think which you, I guess, we both could quote it. <laughs> which I guess technically you could say is bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it's also the story. The story also didn't do a good job of explaining who she is through actions. Like We just, we just got consistently told who this person is. Even in the flashbacks, you didn't really see who she was. She's a pilot. Like Hal Jordan? Okay. I don't know anything more about her, though. <laughs> she, just, she, kept, she kept constantly being told, you can't do things. Yeah. That's really... And I, I get it. And I get it why some women can resonate with that because that's the thing women are told all times they can't do things just because they're women so maybe on that level the way the movie played out works but i feel like if you wanted to be a rich character with a full story that's satisfying you needed those other things even the even the smile thing that happened i was was about to just mention that that was fucking brilliant because they did i saw an interview where that actually was done before the backlash online about yeah, because I was gonna, I was literally just gonna say like that that happens to women smile more. And then lo and behold, they said they wrote that before what ended up happening on the internet, where they took every single poster that she was in and put a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, she needs to smile. It's like, but then you look at Captain America, he doesn't smile. You look at Tony Stark, he doesn't smile. You look at Hulk, he's not smile. Why is it now Brie Larson suddenly has to smile? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they commented on that within the movie before that backlash, before that is backlash, is t- very yeah. telling. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I do too. But, <laughs> but that being said, it, I would appreciate it a lot more if they actually built some real character behind this character. Um, but yeah, we didn't talk about the Marvel thing. Because I'm like, I, because she's powered by Infinity Stone, like I get for the most part, there's not a lot of struggle that she's going to go through physically. Fuck turn- that. Vision but- was also invincible, but then they found a way to make him less invincible for Infinity War. Yeah, but but what you I you find a way. But that was gonna be the point that I was gonna make. I'm like, okay, if you're gonna try to, you know, show how powerful she is physically, at least let her go through a struggle emotionally and uh, like in terms of like the betrayal that she's going through. Like let her, let her go through like kind of like what Thor, what happened with Thor when he lost everything, he lost his family. Like you saw all of that when he was talking to Rocket Raccoon. You didn't really 
Yeah, that's sad. Thor talking to a CGI raccoon had more heart than this entire movie. What the fuck? <laughs> so that's ultimately right. the point I was trying to go. Like, if you're not going to have her go through a struggle physically, let her go through more of a struggle emotionally because the stuff that you did show me... But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying about the misopportunity of, like, feeling that betrayal with her. Because when you get to the betrayal, they just they skirt right by it. It's just like, oh, my God. Everything I knew is a lie. And then when, you, when you're faced with those people that were your family, it's basically just a, you're evil. I'm going to beat you. You can't. But I can. <laughs> that was the whole, there was no real, like, moral dilemma. There was no, like, no conversation. No conversation had. Yeah. It was just, attack her. And then she just goes, and then I'm just the girl. She's having fun. Yeah. I'm having fun beating these people. I'm discovering my powers more because I'm able to cut loose. But I'm not conflicted at all. And then yeah. I've come up to the girl that I wanted. It seems like I wanted her to like me because that's what basically what they, they kind of telegraph in that. Like Ka- Carol Denver's or Ver- Veers wanted the, the, the sniper chick to like her, but yeah. she didn't. And she's like, it because oh, you always so knew. Is this why you didn't like me? Because you always knew. Nice no, I just didn't like you. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to fuck you up then, bitch. Yeah. It's like. And exactly, and literally what you just said about being an emotional struggle, you could just had her, like, if we actually felt those characters with her and felt that betrayal in that fight, she could have been hesitating. Every time that she went for, like, a, an actual defeating blow, maybe she stopped the last second and there's someone else from behind, hit her over the head, had, like, anti-Marvel weapons, you know what I mean? Something to make it feel like a threat. And the reason she's losing is because she can't, you talk about how she's emotional the whole movie, and you're telling me that when she's faced the people that betrayed her, she's just like having a good time in the fight. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Don't be so emotional. Have I acted emotional at all in this movie? At all? Like, really? Like, she's just been an asshole, if anything. Mm-hmm. Even with Nick Fury. How do I know you're not a scroll? Blast. Scroll can do that. How how do I know that? Like, Which they cut that line from the trailer. Yeah, I don't get why they cut that line. Yeah, I don't know why they cut that line. It was less funny in the movie. <laughs> I'm like. Because now it's like, yeah, because like, how am I supposed to know that? This is my first time seeing this type of stuff. They just, the, the way they portrayed it in the movie, they're just like, oh, yeah, you're right. And it's really Scrolls, a plot hole. Scrolls can't do that. Someone like Nick Fury should have been more, like, suspicious. Yeah. Because he doesn't know. Should have been way more suspicious. Yeah. But no, he trusts he trusts everybody now. It's before he got scratched. <laughs> Pussy fucked it all up. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, but yeah, but uh, we yeah we didn't talk about Marvel. <laughs> oh yeah, Marvel. I almost moved on again. Um, I mean, I didn't mind that Marvel was an old woman in this. I, I I could I could guess maybe some hardcore Marvel fans probably pissed because I could see it being like a Mandarin twist where it's like, what? That's not Marvel at all. But I mean, I I'm didn't not, mind it. I'm not pissed. But I'm. <laughs> I only, <laughs> and only, only reason I don't like it is because like other reasons that have nothing to do with Marvel. Because what do I? What is the character that I keep talking about that I want to show up in uh, the MCU? Hulkling. Yes. Okay. And Marvel is Hulkling's father. Him right there, Hulkling. This toy that I'm pointing to. Man, right on no my shelf. Way they're gonna introduce a character named Hulkling and not have him somehow tangentially related to the Hulk. That was always my issue with Hulkling. But it's the Young Avengers. The reason they came up with their code names is because they're trying to emulate the Avengers. So he is a scroll. The fuck? Oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's a scroll. So he's trying to make himself look like the Hulk. So he calls himself Hulkling. Mm. 
when uh, Wiccan first showed up, before he changed his name to Wiccan, he tried to emulate himself after Thor. So he called himself Asgardian. But then somebody came to him and was like, yeah, you know you're gay, right? So you're probably going to get jokes. Oh, Asgardian? Yeah, <laughs> being uh. called Asgardian. So you probably should change your name. So that's why he ended up changing his name. Hmm. But then Kate Bishop is after Hawkeye. But, but you're talking about the comics. They simplify things in the MCU all the time, case in point. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I'm just saying, like, considering that... Hulkling is the son of Captain Marvel. The, the... the only thing I'm thinking of is I'm like, okay, let's just say she's still the 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 parent. Yeah, so I'm saying. like, when would she have had time to get pregnant? What a weird complaint. <laughs> I, I don't like it. What I, want, give, I want Hulkling. What a weird complaint for it. When would she have been pregnant? I don't know. I don't know. Ex- Maybe Cree births are different. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't I have an issue. And then on top it. of that, she died in the 90s. He's supposed to be a young Avenger. Oh my God, you're still on the fucking Hulkling thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what about for this movie? Like, how did you feel about Marvel and how she was betraying this? Other than that, I don't have, I didn't have, other than the Hulkling stuff, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> All right. Well, I also didn't have a problem with it. I thought she was actually pretty good as an actress. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing I have a problem with, more so her, more so her, blah, 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 more so than her being Marvel is more of the sense of it's just more of a racial thing i'm like why is it that the 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 cree that are in charge are the white ones <laughs> but everybody else are the people of color so you got marvel she was she was a I, granted i get it she's on earth you gotta appear as an earthling and but then we saw the supreme intelligence and yes i get the supreme intelligence is showing the form of it's taking the form of her but the fact that we're seeing her as a white woman and the Supreme Intelligence is supposed to be in charge. That's just another character. And Yon-Rog's Kree And then Yon-Rog is Kree too. But yeah, he's not blue. It's weird But then too all his underlings and soldiers are, are people are of blue. color. Or blue or black, like Korath. But he's an underling. Yeah. And he's Kree too. I don't even know if he's Kree. Oh. I don't, think, I remember, he, I remember, I don't think he's Kree. I remember reading somewhere that in the MCU, they were doing a thing where... Which I think is really racist now. I'm so it's like, yeah, I'm just like, but so the, the white the, aliens are in charge. Well, see, I thought it was the opposite, though. I, I remember reading that... the. Anything, anyone's not blue is the highest, and anyone that's not blue is a lower level in Cree society. But yeah, you're right. It just this is completely the opposite. Like everybody that was in charge was like white, because it's it's it's. Am I walking? It's America. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why not put Jude Law in blue makeup? I I don't know. Like I don't know. It, it reminds me of a. Uh, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Racism. <laughs> well, yeah, that. But it reminds me of a uh, thing. That happened in Blue Marvel, where he uh, flies off to the moon. Okay, I found it. And so uh, he flies off to the moon to escape Earth and the racism and all this other stuff that's going on. If you don't know who Blue Marvel is, look him up. But uh, he ends up running into the Watcher. Okay. And so uh, he says to the Watcher, because the Watcher is put, he he appears as a white man, a bald white man. Okay. And so he says, "I don't believe it. Even here, forty thousand kilometers from Earth." And the first thing I see is a giant alien white man with an attitude. Wow. <laughs> I want that movie. <laughs> no, they're never going to do Blue Marvel. Yeah, they'll never do it. But All right. Well, on that note, is there anything we should talk about for Captain Marvel? I think we basically said our piece. Yeah, that's... It's good. Well, not even good. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's not great. It, oh. Or it's good, but not great. Yeah. Where would you rank it? Like it's not bottom five for me. No, it's not bottom five, but, but it's, it's not top five. It's not top five either. It's it's somewhere. So yeah, anything anything between 
Not bottom and not top. Yeah. So it's in, somewhere in the middle. It's in the middle-ish. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. Um, I if I was better, if I was just, if I was more wittier, I could have just threw a gay joke in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just said not bottom, not top. Nah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got an hour left, so let's run through this fast. Let's talk about the Flash, King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd, aka Godzilla versus King Kong. Shark versus Gorilla Grodd? Are you kidding me? AKA the shape of water at the end, which is fucking weird. How'd you feel about this episode? Let's just jump right into spoilers. I don't think anybody cares because I don't think anybody's watching CW anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so how'd you feel about this episode? Honestly, I can't even tell you how I felt about this episode. Because I'm like... Because the way they like portrayed this thing, like the uh, like what uh, what's her face? Excess threw it in at the beginning of this episode, like spoiler for the King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd episode. And I'm like, what? Like they try to make it seem like this is supposed to be a super fun, epic episode, and I was just like, okay. I mean, it's really only one action sequence between Gorilla Grodd and King Shark. That's the end. Not only that, it was one action sequence that they also showed at the very beginning, but then. They look kind of bad. <laughs> in the beginning, I, I think it the, the final fight went on, I'd say like two minutes too long. Like when, once they break into that warehouse thing and start fighting in that, I'm like, yo, this went full PS3. Like not even PS4, like PS3. <laughs> yeah. But like when they're standing and like for big shots, they look really good. Even when they were falling, like in that fight. But when they start actually fighting, I'm just like, oh, the frame and the frame rate looks bad. It, like does. it was choppy almost. Yeah, like like like, like, the, like it started buffering in the middle of the fight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know me, I love me some giant monster battles. So I went in this episode like, yes, Godzilla versus King Kong early. I can't wait. And I left it kind of like, I mean, that fight was okay, but then they fucked it up with that weird ass King Shark shape of water relationship with the girl, the girl scientist or whatever. Like yeah. why? Like I, I get it, CW and your audience are are young female tweens that want to see romance and everything, but I don't want to think about a shark fucking some lady. <laughs> well, I doubt they are gonna fuck because I, I don't think they can at this point. Why? He's wearing at least, pants. At least the shape. At least the shape of water. They had. They were the same size, somewhat. But this. That didn't stop the Hulk and Black Widow. <laughs> well, I highly doubt they're fucking in Hulk form. Uh, how you playing high the zucchini? What do you think that means? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, this episode was just forgettable, more or less. Like, nothing really happened. Sad that I agree with that. <laughs> aside from, yeah, you just you came up with the metahuman cure, but then... Was, oh, that was the thing I hated. What, what? The fucking Cisco logic in this. Cisco's, Cisco's been pissing me off this season. I want him to leave. Like, I, I can't believe I'm saying that about Cisco Ramon, because I love that character. But the whole cure bullshit he's on oh yeah that, argu episode, that argument that him caitlin and you didn't ask permission to stab a monster with a cure that was about to kill me i'm like you're a second from death bitch <laughs> yeah maybe barry wanted to cure him from the door but still fucking force it on him he's a monster and then not only that you technically already you did ask him for permission when you first went to the uh the shark tank or whatever and you talked about what you wanted to do and yada 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 and that's why he came up in the first place yeah so he kind of gave his he well he he just asked like 
So you can cure me or whatever he said. He didn't really specify yes, you can cure no, me. No, he didn't literally. But who the fuck would be like, nah, son. He didn't literally I say yes, but. Man. <laughs> he didn't literally say yes, but he basically said yes. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have can't. He would be like, nah, I'm good. Couldn't his, his not wife from the other earth give him permission? Like, right? He's a monster man. You can't, you can't co-sign this dude. <laughs> like, nah. pretty I'm much. pretty sure he likes being a monster that can only communicate with his weird headset thing. Yeah, have. and we have sex talk, but can't have real sex. Pretty sure he likes that. Yeah, fucking dumbass Cisco. Nah, man. It's not, it's not but cool. It was Ka- Caitlin, too. They were, Caitlin was on, on uh, Cisco's side, yeah, too. So it was true. both of them. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. Because, <laughs> again, it's like, I was trying to save your life. Bro, he had you in his arm. Like, you you heard the bones. You're right, but unfortunately, we the audience know from all the weird looks Barry was given that he, he clearly wanted to give him the cure regardless. But even still, because the argument ends with Cisco being like, just tell me honestly, did you ever plan on asking him to give the cure in the first place? And you can tell he's like, nah, not really. I wanted to give him the cure regardless. But who the fuck cares? He's a monster man. <laughs> if anyone, like, if, if there's any person in the rogues gallery that deserves to have the cure forced upon them, it's the monster it's man. It's the monster man, yeah. <laughs> the king shark. Because they even made mention he's unlike any other metahuman. Yeah. Like the and, dark. And the bullshit of like, oh, if we, if we cure you and then you reverse the cure, we can't cure we can't you cure again. can't cure you again. Like, how convenient. Word. Okay. <laughs> sure. That's not a cure. <laughs> but even that was like, someone's got to stop a gorilla grod. Who can do it? Only King Shark can. <laughs> I'm like, bro. But why? Know. You know this is the first time the Flash has fought gorilla grod, right? Why can't grod fight him again? I mean, Flash fight him again. Now you got two Flashes. <laughs> <laughs> two Flashes, a killer, a killer, a killer Frost, and a Vibe. I don't think you can think faster than the speed of light. And excess can basically move that fast. You know what I mean? Like, they can... I don't know if she can do flashpoint or flash time, but she's close enough. And she's so fast that time... She's so fast she can reverse time. And apparently she learned how to somewhat master it that she was able to do it against Cicada. Multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. Why can't you do it against Gorilla Grodd? Throw lightning from a distance? No? None of that? You just get automatically stopped by his psychic powers or whatever? I don't know. I, I... I was very disappointed by this episode because I went into it going like, they already got me, man. It's King Kong versus Godzilla. This is my shit. I'm all about it. And then also, I'm like, how disappointing was Joe West's return? Oh, my God. It's almost like, who cares? They made it like an afterthought. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, now that uh, I'm back, let me fill the role that Cecile would have been doing right now and just going, hey, man. I don't even like the fact that they explain he's been off with Wally or whatever finding himself oh is my baby brother coming back no <laughs> he's, no, not. he's not do, do you think they're making like inside jokes about him like feeling more like himself than ever and shit like that i think so like i was like these are like inside writers jokes aren't they like you're 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 poking at the reality of what's going on with keen lonsdale right now and it's like all right i see what you're doing but fuck you <laughs> but then also i'm like what was going on with iris in this episode like she seemed annoyed by joe Oh, I'm, I watched this on Tuesday for once. I, yes, I actually watched Flash the day it came out for once because I was excited about this episode and still got disappointed. But yeah, now I'm remembering her thing was that she felt like Cicada knew where she was at all times now because of the fact that he knew where she, who she was. That was it, right? And she couldn't go back to her office. She lost her power and Joe told her to take her power back. Was that why? I don't remember. <laughs> it was something along those lines. Like after, 
Which I'm like, bitch, you did like how dare you're I the remember, one that I remember basically her fighting. I remember her fighting whatever the punching bag or whatever. Oh God, training to become something else, someone so. else. <laughs> ta, 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 ta. I am <laughs> the Iris Arrow. Yeah, yeah, we are the Flash. Yeah, basically taking her power back because she was scared. She got shook by the fact that Cicada could just find them at any moment now. Yeah, but like you said, you she beat you. You, you beat her. You beat them. You beat him twice. Yeah, and you you smack talked him too. So it's like now we're, you're we're gonna beat you. Yeah, now you're all <laughs> shook by it. Like what the fuck? Like what'd you think was gonna happen? <laughs> but whatever. What'd you rate this episode? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think because I'm like, did I like anything in this episode? No. Poor vision. <laughs> I'm going to give it a passable because it still had a giant monster battle. <laughs> that is the only reason. Because <laughs> I'm like, because at first I was like maybe less than passable, low, low, low passable. But then I'm like, I think less. Than, I didn't like anything yeah. in this. I didn't like anything in this episode. If I'm going to put my angry Kaiju fan hat on, I give it less than passable just because you had something that should have been a, a perfect vision for me. Giant monsters fighting and you still fucked it up. What the fuck? <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say passable, just on the strength of that. Just because I'm like, what else did you like in this episode? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, even that fight I didn't like. I just told you, like, I, I feel like it went on too long. Like, it was just like, oh, this is cool, and now it looks shitty, <laughs> and now it's the shape of water, and this is weird. Okay, but next week, apparently, Cicada's finally gonna get beat. Apparently. Apparently. Maybe. Let's ask him for permission to use the cure. Probably not. What? That's another thing. That's stupid. What the fuck? You, a serial killer, you're not going to just shoot him with a dart? Like, what are you doing? It makes no fucking sense. Absolutely. Now we need permission slips from all our villains before we fucking beat them. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, no, that's not how that works. I hate the CW now. <laughs> I I've, I think I finally, I'm starting to fully swing over to like, why the fuck am I watching this every week? Because I, I, just real quick, I'm not going to get into it, but this week's episode of Arrow, they killed Diaz. But you finally. said you didn't watch it. No, I did. I did watch it. I just almost forgot about it. Oh. Yeah, but I watched it. But they killed Diaz at the end. At the very end, they burned him alive. And I said, thank God. Now or did finally- they? He burned a lot. Like, literally, they showed the whole thing. He's going to come back looking like Negative Man. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking cancel the show again if I could. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole episode was basically a Suicide Squad episode. But without the Suicide Squad. It was the Diaz and... The Diaz Squad. Diaz Squad. It was Diaz, Deathstroke's son, Cupid, and that white-haired chick. And a lot of the episode revolved around that. And the other half revolved around Arrow working together with his sister to solve the, the case of her mother's murder or whatever. But it's shit, man. Like, I don't give a fuck. And the future timeline storyline has... Bro. What... Uh... I'm blanking on his name right William? now. William? Not William. I'm thinking about... No, no, no. Connor Hawk. Connor Hawk? What's his name? I don't Jim know. Jones. That's not his name. J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, his real name. Tom know. Holland. No! <laughs> <laughs> Connor Hawk's real name. Uh, Tyler Perry. God damn you. <laughs> Is it Jones? Rick Jones. No! <laughs> Jim... John... John Jacob Jingo Hammer Smith. Joseph Jones. There we go. Fuck you. <laughs> no help. But yeah, Joseph Jones, if you're out there, if you're listening, I doubt you are. But if you are, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Arrow, at the end of its run, 
can't even figure out what it needs to focus on to make the Arrow legacy wrap up in a satisfying way. Because now that we know Arrow's ending, and we have his future timeline storyline that's being forced into the season, it's such a shame they can't get their shit together and focus on what would actually be badass to watch, which was, which it would be a young Joseph Jones taking on the mantle from an older Oliver Queen, making Arrow Beyond, and fucking literally just following that Batman blueprint that we've had since the beginning to a T. Instead, we're fucking following William and his drama with apparently his half-sister who is Felicity's daughter. Like, I don't... And they're trying to find out that Feliz, find out if Felicity's alive or dead. Apparently, she faked her death. She died in an explosion. I mean, guys, you didn't follow up on that? Like, How many explosions have people not died in before that you thought they've been dead in? Mm-hmm. Like, she literally goes... And, no and why is Felicity so important to this future? There's no Arrow storyline. It's only Felicity in the future. That's the whole MacGuffin about the future storyline. Is, is Felicity alive or dead? And where is she? This show is called Arrow. Where's Oliver? Huh? You know where Oliver is? He's in the present being a police officer. He's not even Arrow anymore. He's police officer Amel or police officer Queen. Like, and I don't, I'm not tuning in. The reason why this show dropped off in ratings so harsh from the midseason finale to this midseason premiere is because no one wants to fucking see police Oliver. No one who, who, who got hooked on season one of Arrow, the vigilante, the hood, is not going, oh man, now it's a cop drama. I can't wait to tune in again for Arrow. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also one of the, uh, going to another show, that's one of the main reasons I didn't really like, I couldn't get into Lucifer. Because it's about the angels devil? and, yeah, the devil and angels and demons. But every episode was a cop procedural. There wasn't mm. that much supernatural element in the show. And I'm like, Ugh. what is this? Oliver literally at one point in this episode stops the female or his sister, Emiko, from doing an, an arrow basically and like going, you have failed this city. Like, what? tell me what I want to know. He stops her and then he arrests the guy and he's like, we got to do this by the book. And I'm like, this is lame as fuck. <laughs> like, oh my God, he's so by the book, by the numbers. He's like, a, he's an officer now. I'm like, I didn't watch Arrow to see a, a cop in, in an a green outfit. He's not wearing the mask or hood anymore. Law either. and order. Yeah, basically, law and order, law and order with an arrow. <laughs> Fuck that. So yeah, the highlight of this episode was just that Diaz is finally dead. That's it. And, and it was like a thing where, oh so man, perfect you, vision. You think I'm bad? Oh man, this other guy named Dante. <laughs> He's way worse than I am. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Who is that? We're we're past the half a point of this season, and there's still no consistent villain for this fucking season of Arrow. So Diaz is dead. Perfect vision. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that, but still no. I- I'm gonna give it a poor vision. But yeah, there is no villain. No, this season is not. There's no there's no main antagonist. Like in Arrow I, I don't right know now. where this season is going. Same thing with Flash, but at least Flash kind of has Cicada. This has Diaz, and Diaz is trash. And then not He's a, been trash. Cicada and whatever's going on with Reverse Flash. That's not even a thing yet. He's just there. He's not even a villain yet. So I don't even count that. Or if at all. If at all. I don't know. But yeah, this, yeah poor vision for Arrow. I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. It's that fucking bad. I, it's that boring, really. Actually, on that note, too, I, I heard people call Captain Marvel boring. It wasn't boring. Oh, no, it wasn't boring. I don't know what the fuck people were talking about. Um, but let's get out of that. Let's get out of the CW world because if you haven't seen Doom Patrol, so let's jump right into the promise. that's not boring. Yeah. The, oh, very not boring. Let's talk about the promised Neverland real quick. 
Michael, there's no time. <laughs> but yeah, so the last two episodes, man. So what, what do you think? Because now shit has gotten crazy. Shit has gotten crazy. <laughs> oh, the ending of this last episode. Oh! I said, what the fuck? Oh, I'm like, something so simple. Didn't even see that coming. And not even not even. And the and the way it was executed, like the the reveal was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck are you gonna get out of this? Yeah, because when I saw when I saw Norman walking back after all of that, and I'm I thought he was brainwashed or something. No, I was like, what the? F-? At first, I was like, I no, I didn't think he was brainwashed. I thought he was coming back because he was like, I can't, oh, I can't leave Emma. I can't leave Emma. And I was but first, like, to catch everybody up for maybe they don't know what we're talking about. Like in the last couple of episodes, or last two episodes of Promise Neverland, shit has gotten crazy. Yes, Mama broke. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma. Sister Crone. Oh. No, no, no. Emma. She broke Emma's leg. She killed Sister she Crone. She killed Sister Crone. Fucking. I was like the, racism. Gave the death note. And it <laughs> kind of only black character. Yeah, and it kind of makes you try to feel bad for her too before she died. Like gave her like they they showed you her story and how she actually became a sister. And it's like, oh man, she was just like them. And she just tried to work the system, and then ultimately didn't work. Yeah. Um. And in the end, she actually was and trying to help end, them. And in the end, she was like, "Y'all better. You basically, you kids better fucking win." Yeah. She's like, "Wow, I actually feel bad I was for her." Like, Damn. Yeah. But part of me was like, "What did it do? Because it didn't eat her." I don't know. It's like they they shove a rose in them, and it drains them of all their blood. Because then the, the the rose blooms. Yeah. And, and they look all pale. So it's got to, like, suck their blood out or something and preserve the brain, maybe? I don't know. But by the end of that episode, a fucking mom goes the fuck off and breaks Emma's leg. Breaks Emma's leg. And then, after the leg break, it's like, oh, fuck, they can't escape now. She's fucking, she's in, she's handicapped. She goes full mom and is like, it's okay. It's okay, Emma. It's okay. Yeah. No, things are going to be fine. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> So that was the motherfucker from last week. And then this week, at the end of that episode, too, they say that um, Norman has been selected. Yeah, to he's, be the been, next he's been escalated out. to be the next one shipped out. The next day. Yeah. So it's like, there's no time to even plan an escape. You're fucked. And this episode was, been most, was mostly them figuring out a way to get Norman out of the place, or at least hide him, so that they can have Emma recover, so they can stick with the plan of everyone escaping together. And you think that's how it's going to go, because... Even though Norman is committed to die, he's like, I, there's no way around this, guys. Like, I have to be the one to, to die. Like, best I can do is maybe, like, help you guys get out, but there's no way for me to get out of this. They're like, no. It's like a big together moment, like a big anime, like, we can do this, like, we have a plan. It doesn't matter what you say. We will sacrifice ourselves to save you if that's what it takes. Yeah. And then not only that, Norman was just like, no, because if, even if, let's say things do go according to plan and I'm able to escape, they're just gonna pick one of you guys next, yeah. and then they're like, "No, they put their mind together." It's like, "No, because if we if we injure ourselves, if we make ourselves less appetizing, they're not gonna want us." Yeah, Ray's so, like, "I'll break my arm." That's yeah, fine, I'll right? break Let's my like, yeah, I'll break my arm, and I'll get sick. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, I, I'm not doing that." But okay. <laughs> and so how do like, you do that? Like rub your face in like germs? Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Stay outside, stand outside naked in the cold or something. <laughs> so they're like, "Yeah, we got this plan all together. Like it's gonna work. It's gonna work." 
it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Like, and not even for a reason I I ever would have guessed. That, not, I wouldn't have guessed this at all. And I'm like, this show is like fucking Game of Thrones. Like, no, you can never have a win. When no. you think you're going to have a win, it's like, nah, bitch. Because it was like that whole, against execution. Because they have that whole build up. Like, they do like the nods. Everybody's got their mission. They're going to basically di- uh, divert mom's attention away so Norman can t- turn off his tracker and then uh, get to the top of the wall, do surveillance, and then hide out until Emma's able to recover so everyone can escape together. And the way he, like, attack... It's almost like Attack on Titans. Like, he, he does, like, the little, like, blanket noose thing or, yeah. the, like, the, the rope, and he uses it to run up, run the, up wall, the wall. The really, music is playing. Epic anime fashion. He gets to the top. He... At first, you th- I thought he was looking at everything like, oh, no, everything's green, so it's like there's, there's no, like, landmarks. It's just forests for as far as I can see. So that's kind of a bad thing. That's what I thought anyway, because they don't show, they don't let you see what he sees fully. No. All you show, all you see is him kind of looking out at the distance. I thought that was just me. I took it as him just finally, like, looking to see, oh, so this is what it looks like over the wall. Yeah. That, or I thought maybe he was like, oh, shit, like, it's just a lot of forest. Um, I'm not going to have good intel to give back to the other guys but then when you see him walking back i was like wait so was that look like maybe we get to the top of the wall you're instantly brainwashed because of the tracker or something i don't know i'm fucking i'm like why are you coming back bro you fucked everything up <laughs> yeah i thought i thought it was because like he didn't want to leave emma maybe i don't so i was just know. like what are you doing what are you doing yeah <laughs> and just like we're saying that when he goes back to emma and ray and they're like alone and again, these, it's so weird. They they shout all the time in this house. And it's and a nobody small house. <laughs> no one can hear anything. But they're like, Norman, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? He's like, there's no way for me. There's no there's no escape. And, I'm like, and Ray doesn't let him talk for it. He's like, let me, just let me talk. Yeah, let me explain. And he's like, all right, what's up? And then it's the look on his face. And he explains what it was. And what was Revelation like? That over the wall, it's just nothing but a cliff. I was like, what? A cliff? And they then show they show the cliff. It. I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant. It's not even like a little. No. Like a it's not like something he could like jump. Yeah. That shit is a huge crater. It's like a giant chasm. And it's like, how, <laughs> how the fuck are these kids going to get out of this? Exactly. There's no, because they made a big point of being like, there's no escape through the main gate. Because the main gate just leads to other orphanage houses and moms and other things. It's like this is all just one giant complex. Mm-hmm. So if you go through that gate, the only thing on the other side is another one. Yeah, of these places. you're gonna get caught. Yeah. So the only way to escape is over the wall. And then clearly, <laughs> you can't escape over the wall. So I was like, I don't even know what can be yeah. done. <laughs> and Norman still has to be. He, he's still. He's still due. Yeah, he's still due to get shipped out tomorrow. I say it like it's real. Like, tomorrow, man. Tomorrow, Michael. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that ending was amazing. That ending was fucking great. I was like, I was just what? like, uh... <laughs> you're fucked, dude. <laughs> you're all fucked. Like, almost, almost how I felt at the end of Red Wedding. I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, like get out. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Do you have theories? Do you have anything? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm perplexed. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. What? What? What do you do? Like, you can't. You can't hide anywhere. Can't hide anywhere. Can't go through the even one. If you, with... Even if you take out the tracker, you're still behind the confines of the wall. Yeah. 
and he get all those demons. They need to build, <laughs> build a fucking bridge to get over that cliff. Uh, no, Norman needs to activate his latent titan ability and fucking become the rogue titan. I'm like, That's the only way. <laughs> I don't know. Unless something like that does happen, they find out one of them is half demon or some shit. <laughs> Maybe. I don't fucking know. Like Emma breaking her leg unlocks her mutant power or some shit. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. And that, just that moment when, she, when the mom breaks her leg, it's not even like it's like someone died. But like the level of emphasis, the sound of it cracking, her reaction. I thought she snapped her neck. Oh shit, that'd be really dark. I, that's what I thought. Cause uh, then like the look on Norma's face when he heard it. Yeah. And right before they showed Emma, like they kind of showed her on the ground not move. I was like, oh shit, did she just kill her? Yeah, what kind of ninja can snap a leg like that anyway? Like she doesn't look like she put much pressure on her. She's just like, let me touch you. <laughs> and she's like, it's a clean break, you'll heal. Again, it's not a death, but how they executed that moment was just like, a, what the fuck? It's real. Yeah. <laughs> Shit just got real. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this perfect vision. Perfect. Duh, yeah. Duh, both episodes, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know. I love this show. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I, I'm trying to even think, like, I don't even know, like, Cause Game of Thrones, I got theories, but this, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is they they have to find a way to go through that gateway, but how and survive? Yeah, I don't know. Cause they even said there's a guard, like they're the demons are there. You even got that old mom chick, and you've got grandma oh, or whatever, granny or whatever, yeah. And you've got all those kids. Like, there's no way to do this and have everyone survive at all. Like, there's no way. There's, not, there's none. <laughs> Maybe set a fire to the house, and maybe that'll make the demons focus on that or something. I don't know. I don't know, but they even said, like, for the most part, the demons will never enter into that area because then that'll create fear and stuff yeah. amongst the children. They'll change their brains. Make, yeah, change their brains and change how they taste. Yeah. So they don't want to do that. That's what the moms are for. So I feel like even a fire is not going to... I don't have a solution. <laughs> if, if I was in that room with Norman, Ray, and Emma, I'd be like, we're fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. Like, <laughs> we're fucked. Sorry, 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 Norman. I love you, but you're done. Let's <laughs> just enjoy this night. This last night. I don't, oh I don't know what God. to tell you. But I have a last meal. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. But yeah, that's it. I got nothing else. Do you think he's going to die? I don't think he's going to die. There's but... no way. If Norman dies, they're all doomed. He's the smartest one. Like, far and away the smartest one. I don't know. Maybe that would spur them on. <laughs> Yo, that'd be some dark shit if they killed Because I'm also thinking, I'm like... Who's your favorite character? Because I'm partly thinking, I'm like, how is he going to get out of that? I don't know. Is Norman your favorite character? Because he's mine. Uh, I like Ray. I like Ray too. I think Ray might be my favorite. But I just root for... I, I root for Norman like, in every situation. Because he, he feels like the anchor. Like... W- Maybe that's the point. Maybe you want to take away the anchor to make us feel super hopeless, but I don't want them to die. I love that, I love yeah. that little guy. I don't want any of them to die. <laughs> like, the younger kids, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can already tell that they're prepping some of those kids to be main characters. Because they keep showing some of, like, you can tell from looking in the crowd who's a unique looking face and who's like a generic kid. I'm like, some of these faces, I'm like, all right, they're like the kid with the big blue eyes or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? He's like like brown, little little brown hair. No. Okay. No, <laughs> but he's like they they show a couple of the kids multiple times. 
like the little little kids. So I'm like, they they're definitely gonna make it out somehow. Or they're the one, or they die. <laughs> oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> so, they want you, so they want you to care. Maybe. Holy shit, you're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was being positive. All right, so let's move there's on. Nothing, there's nothing positive about this show. <laughs> <laughs> it is like kind of like the anime Game of Thrones, but with little kids. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Let's get the news of the week. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not no, Tony no, Stark. No, they just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga, but you better not. If he says that shit to you, you his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want any. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. I know Daz. He's got many faces. I look forward to seeing this one. Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Home. They're coming. Our enemy doesn't tire. Doesn't stop. Doesn't feel. Game of Thrones trailer. Woo! Talking about scared little kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Arya got shook. So yes, yeah, season, season shook? eight, less almost a month away. What, what shook Arya? What made the unbeatable I got, badass? I got so many Game of Thrones. I'm just like, what's going on? This is this is where Mr. Prediction Head Creek <laughs> made its genesis. So I'm like, Game of Thrones. Like, what? I'm 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 thinking because. We saw that the whites are coming, and what's the closest place? Winterfell. Winterfell. So Arya's, and what's and what's under Winterfell? The crypt. The crypt. Yeah. So she's running through. The she's crypt. running. She's running from the crypt because the the, the uh, dead is being ro- risen. That's what she's running from. Oh, I didn't even. Th- I thought you were gonna say like. My assumption was she's being chased through the crypt by just White Walkers, maybe even the Night King. But you're saying the dead people in the crypt. In the crypt, he raised them. Yeah. Isn't Ned there? But he's headless. So that doesn't count. He's dead. Well, are there headless White Walkers? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But so he might. That might not matter. That's some dark shit, though. She's in the crypt while he raises like all the dead. All Starks. the dead Starks. Fuck, man. That's fucking dope. All right. So what else in the trailer did you want to talk about? Because this trailer was this. It was epic. And they didn't show the night the White Walkers until the very last moment. No, they didn't. And all they showed was like the the, the horse's foot. That's all you needed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was cool to see, like, because sometimes, being that we've been with the show for so long, you forget how ominous or, like, alluring and ethereal the dragons are. So it was cool to see, like, Sansa and Arya's reaction first time seeing the dragons. Mm, yeah, good point. Um, What else? 
We saw uh, the narration from Jamie really liked about he sides with the living. Yeah, so I definitely, I, I definitely think he's he's definitely going to be the one that kills Cersei. Cersei. Yeah, yeah, Queen Slayer, come full circle for his character. Yeah. Um. And it's cool. I like. You saw uh, John and Daenerys approaching the dragons, so I'm like, that's probably the moment where where John finally rides, uh, Rhaegar. Yeah. Uh, named after his father. Uh, oh, I can't wait for the big three-way dragon battle between Night King, Daenerys, and John. Yeah. I don't think Daenerys is going to make it. I was going to ask you who you thought was going to die, John I don't think Daenerys, Daenerys is going to make it. You think it's Daenerys? I think it's Daenerys. Because she's been making a lot of colossal mistakes lately. I'm going to say John. Prediction battle. You just, I was like, you're just doing that because you're supposed to be the opposite? <laughs> well, no, I, I actually do think it's going to be John, only because I don't think the reason why he keeps getting brought back is because he's going to be king. I think it's because... He might not be king. Well, I think the reason why the, the Red God or whatever it is keeps bringing him back is for the final battle, and I think it's to lay the groundwork for Daenerys. I think. I can't see him not die like almost dying like what twice now right he literally died got brought he died back. He, yeah he literally died yeah one. but even like in the in the, the the big battle in the north i'm blanking on the fucking specifics uh when he falls into the water and, oh. and miraculously gets pulled out by his uncle Benjamin or whatever that whole bullshit i feel like destiny wants him alive to die elsewhere like, I don't think he's going to survive to the end. He's a zombie. <laughs> the zombie king! <laughs> or Destiny wants him alive to fulfill the purpose of being the one true ruler of the throne. I don't know. Because he... Because it's like... Because, like, he... Well, is it, though? Because if Daenerys dies, that's not happy. No, but I mean, like, for his character, I feel like also, he was meant to die. Because also Just at the same then. time, for Daenerys to end up getting the throne, that's too happy. But no, I feel like her character has an arc to earn it because she's not that's exactly why I shit. think she's gonna die. Because John doesn't necessarily like his arc isn't necessarily to get the throne. Like he doesn't even then like he doesn't even if it comes up that he can get the throne, he probably won't want it. And so because he doesn't want it, I feel like he's gonna end up getting it. See, I feel like him dying will be the last Daenerys, thing Daenerys wants needs. it. She wants it badly. She killed fucking uh, Dickon and his uh, father. <laughs> Dickon. Uh, fucking, what's his face? Umbrella Academy. Hmm. Killed them, even though Tyrion was like, that was a terrible, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have did that. That was a bad move. Yeah. Like. But I feel like he's too good of a person to be on the Iron Throne. I feel like her, with those mistakes, that's an arc and lessons that she's going to learn. So when she's on the throne, she doesn't make those mistakes again. I just feel like she. There's been way too much investment in her character from the from the first episode onward of her trying to get to that point for her just to die. <laughs> but exactly, was, what what was the thing we talked about in Captain Marvel? Like if you if they spent time with the uh, with the side characters and then all of a sudden now there's this betrayal, you would have felt more from it. Like, I'm not saying that again, your logic doesn't make sense. Yeah, it I was does. gonna say we spent all this time with Daenerys and for her not to get. Yeah, I'm just saying what I want to be the case, <laughs> and I think Jon Snow's gonna be the one to die just because he's already been on the verge of death and been kept alive for a reason i think this is the reason but daenerys has never really been on the verge of death yeah 
I'm sure she will be by the end of the fucking season. I'm sure they're both... I'm sure they're going to do like a Tony Stark and Infinity War where it's like someone's going to get a what you think a mortal wound is and it'll be like, oh, no, I'm alive. And the other person's going to die. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, we'll see. Like Daenerys is going to get stabbed by the Night King and you think she's dying and then Jon Snow's going to sacrifice himself to beat the Night King and then she's going to survive. That's... If that's a, wow. Okay, you know how I always throw out predictions? I don't really mean them. Mm-hmm. That was just now. So let's see what happens. <laughs> let's see if that actually happens. Okay. What if exactly that happens? <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just excited. Was there anything else in the trailers that was notable? Uh, you saw Gendry building something. I'm thinking it's Valerian steel. I'm like, unless he's building a mech. I don't know. <laughs> I spoke about this with a, a co-worker of mine. It was like, it's, pro- it's probably Valerian steel. It's gotta be. That's their yeah. only weakness. And fire. And fire. Yeah. Ed, but what what do you need to make Valerian steel? You need dragon fire. Yeah, got dragons now. I'm, I wonder how that ice dragon is going to be killed again, <laughs> rekilled. Because will fire affect it? No, right? Dragons are immune to fire. Yeah, but now it's an ice. Is it ice or is it just blue no, fire? I think it's blue fire, but it's. So do you have to make one of those like Valerian steel spears? Like, is it extra hard to kill now? Yeah, and the only reason Nike can pull that shit off is because he's like the javelin champion of like the <laughs> Olympic <laughs> a gold medalist. Yeah. He's like, let me lick my finger. What wind direction is happening right now? All right, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. All right. All right, moving on. Uh fucking excited for April though. I'm ready for all the tears. I am I am too. <laughs> but uh something that people aren't excited about. I mentioned how uh people are losing their minds. Over Captain Marvel and his feminist agenda. I'm just a girl. But, uh, yeah, so basically you had people coming out and saying that, because, you know, because Brie Larson was just saying, like, there, there's way too many white men in her press screenings and she wants more diversity. She didn't say, you know, she doesn't want any white men in her, her press screenings. She just says she wants more diversity. She wants to see more women, more people of color. She also said the same thing about, uh, uh, What's his face? The movie, she was uh, saying that people, I'm trying to say it off the top of my head, but like people, this movie isn't necessarily for, people took it as, I can't think of exactly what she said, but basically people took her comments as saying that, oh, Captain Marvel isn't for white men. Yeah, and that's not, what she, that's not what she said. Yeah, no, she was just like, she wanted more seats at the table, not less. She wasn't saying that she didn't want white men, she just wanted other races, cultures, sexes, a more diverse seat at the table for interviews for Captain Marvel. Yeah, but I'm just saying not not even just that for the for the press screen, but then on top of that, just the Captain Marvel movie in general, people are like, oh yeah, Brie Larson saying this movie isn't made for white men. So you have people like conservative people say, uh what did what did, what did, what the fuck did he say? It's not on here. Whatever, I'm not gonna try to find it. <laughs> but yeah White people are basically, and white men are basically pissed off about <laughs> Captain Marvel. So that's what that's what was the genesis of them trying to review bomb it. But the reason I bring it up is because they were just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be the first Marvel flop ever. And lo and behold, nope, it is not. <laughs> it is the second highest uh, domestic opening weekend of any MCU film. So never let it right, be said that the right behind Black Panther opened it at a hundred and fifty three million dollars. For the weekend. Nice. Black Panther had 202. 
Let it never be said that the vocal minority is not the minority. <laughs> They're not the majority. Is that what I said? You said the vocal minority is not the minority. What you said then. <laughs> and, the, but, and then also worldwide, it's already opened at $435 million in just this opening weekend. So just in this opening weekend alone, it broke even. Curious to see how that does week over week. Yeah, I'm curious to see what it does the uh, second, especially considering the mixed reviews. Yeah. But they're saying, based on what it did in this opening weekend, if that keeps up for the most part, it's on track to become another billion-dollar movie. Hmm. So, we shall see. <laughs> Maybe this is like a reverse Iron Man 3 effect. Rather than it being after the Avengers because it's directly before the Avengers and people were going in assuming it's going to connect directly to the Avengers, which it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. Also, with that, I feel like you don't have need. Granted, I don't know what they're going to do in Endgame, but I feel like you don't have need to have seen Captain Marvel to go into. No, not at all. Yeah. In some ways, it might be better just to meet, see her character in that movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And then go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, also with that, I'm like, uh, God damn! I'm like, God damn it! Why did I go to this theater? Brie Larson appeared in uh, Clifton, New Jersey, at the movie. That theater. was in Clifton. It was in Clifton. What the fuck? Exactly. Usually that's in like New York or some major city. I saw that video. I thought it was in like L.A. or something. Clifton, New Jersey. So what Thursday, or what was it? Uh, I don't know what day. I'm was just, it like an early? I'm pulling this off the top of my head because I didn't pull that up for news. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was a. Uh, Regular, I don't know if it was like a Friday night, Thursday, but... Like Clifton Commons? Clifton, New Jersey. That is crazy. I could have went to that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's local. It's very local. Wow. Of all places. That's Clifton, what I was New like. Well, I'm like, did she grow up there? Like, why of all places show up at Clifton, New Jersey? <laughs> where, did, where did the movie take place? Was it New Jersey? No, I think the movie took place in... Uh, wasn't it LA? I don't know. Did they ever say? I don't remember. They never really said, but... I don't know. Maybe it was Clifton, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, maybe, it was, maybe it was Clifton, New Jersey. I don't know. But uh, also with that, so now they're saying uh, Scarlet Witch, I mean, not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow <sighs> needs another lead in the movie, a second female villain, and they're looking at Emma Watson to fulfill that role. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, Emma Watson going against Scarlet Witch? As a young Scarlet Witch? I mean, Black Widow? Well, they're saying uh, uh, second female lead opposite Scarlett Johansson. So I'm thinking the villain. Because I'm thinking if she's playing the young, a young Black Widow, that would be second to Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be second to Scarlett Johansson if they're both the same character, just different times? But I feel like, would they really be a lead, though? Maybe it's half and half. Maybe, but Emma Watson, even even still, I'm like, even if she's playing a young Black Widow, I'm like, Emma Watson doesn't really look like Sarah Hansen. You mean, eh, I don't know. I'm bad with faces, so I think they look the same, but <laughs> who knows? But whatever, who knows? Uh, also, just want to give a special shout out because uh, March 10th was the 22nd anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer airing on the WB, March 10th, 1997. So uh, there were Buffy Slay Day hashtags on the internet, all with that, and the fan, 
fans got together and, and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and all those cats, they, they released uh, little Twitter things. So shout out for that. Also with, uh, with that, another thing that's getting positive shout outs. Uh, first reactions for Jordan Peele's Us mm. have dropped. I got five on it. And right now they're calling it a horror masterpiece. Ooh. And as of right now, it is sitting at a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. No yes. sophomore slump for him. No sophomore slump for him. And that comes out this month. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, but something I'm not that excited for. Maybe I will be. But uh, I think I talked about last week that Will Smith left the Suicide Squad as Deadshot. Yep. Well, they already found his replacement. The other black guy? The other black guy. <laughs> Idris Elba is replacing him as Deadshot. No one saw that coming. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> there's only three black guys in Hollywood. There's only Michael. three black guys. <laughs> Michael like, Jordan, why, just why Elba, not, Will Smith. <laughs> why not just have him play like Bronze Tiger or something? Like why just why why recast? And and I mean I yeah I get technically it's a reboot, but it's not because just they said Harley Quinn is gonna show up, so it's not really a reboot. Just have him play somebody else. Yeah, I don't. Bronze Tiger would be great. We we even talked about that last week about how his character with honor that would fit in very well for a main character in the Suicide Squad. But no. But no. <laughs> Deadshot's getting recast. Deadshot. All right, whatever. That's stupid. Um, also, uh, another thing that might be stupid or not. So, if you had to pick, or if rather, if it was up to you, between Cap and Iron Man, who would you rather die in Endgame? Who would I rather die, not who I think is going to die? Who would you rather? <sighs> Ooh, it's hard because I'm like, there's a, there's, there's a story Jordan and there's a my heart Jordan. <laughs> story Jordan thinks Captain America dying would be the most impactful and thus the better option. Because then Tony can go off and retire with, with uh, Pepper and live his life elsewhere but still not be part of the Avengers anymore. But I would rather Iron Man die. And the reason I, I love Captain America. <laughs> the, re- the, reason I'm, the reason I'm asking because there's a poll going on in the internet and one got 55% and one got 45%. So most people would rather one die than the other. So I'm like, who would you? I'm going to guess that Iron Man has more votes to die. Iron Man has no, 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 no. Oh, Iron, Captain America has more. Captain votes America has more votes. More people want Iron Man to live ah, and so Captain America to die. So those are also story people. <laughs> but I'm like, no. I feel like for the story, it makes more sense for Iron Man to die only because really? I'm like, maybe the story outside the MCU because I'm like, it started with Tony Stark. Let it end with Tony Stark. I mean, I guess, but you could have his story in with him just being happy. <laughs> he could go off with Pepper and raise their kids That's not together. An <laughs> no. That's not an ending? <laughs> no. He can come back and just leave the door open. Yeah, he can come back from death, too. From death? No, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually the opposite. I'm with the, the people that voted. I just feel like Captain America dying is more poetic. He gets to be with Peggy... He's the most noble of all the Avengers, so him dying would hurt the most. <laughs> and people can replace him. And it's not really a replacement for Tony Stark. I said Shuri, but the internet said fuck that. So <laughs> I mean, Rhodey's there. <laughs> Is he though? 
And uh, and uh, cause I was gonna say you yeah you could replace Tony Stark just get some I don't know he has a new he has a black niece or some and then it's Riri black niece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's ways to do it. But like it's easier to replace him than it is to because there's a bunch of smart people in the MCU now. But it's harder to replace Cap. What? That doesn't make any sense. There's a couple of smart people in the MCU, but there's more. There's, there's two literal replacements for Captain America on the team. But they don't have the wit. They don't have the super soldier serum. Bucky does. I don't want Bucky to be the Captain America. I'm like, does, but no, I don't think he was ejected. He just has the arm. No, he's got a version of super soldier serum too. That's why he's super strong and durable. He's strong because of the arm. Does he? Yeah. Remember, because he was being experimented on by Hydra, and they were like injecting him with shit and. Remember the whole the whole the plot of Civil War ends with super soldiers like the Winter Soldier. That like that uh, was because I'm like I thought it was just because of the arm. No, <laughs> he's a super soldier, <laughs> but he's better because he also has the arm. I don't know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well, if he dies, he's got replacements, and and honestly, I can't see there ever being another Iron Man movie with a person that's not Iron Man or not RDJ being Iron Man, but I could see. A Captain America movie with a new Captain America being surrounded by the really strong shield slash uh, like Avengers cast. Well, I mean, they already said they're doing a vision. I mean, uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon Show? Disney Plus. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I can see that. It's like uh, Batman Battle for the Cow, Battle for the Shield. That could be cool. What? <laughs> But uh, speaking of battling for the shield, the gay shield. What? <laughs> so one of Marvel's top uh, executive producers basically came out with some duh, fucking duh news. Because I'm like, yeah, at least I've been I've been ready for this. But again, it's all PR stuff. So they're saying the world is ready. The world is ready for a gay superhero, more or less, to show up in the MCU. And she's like, why wouldn't we be? Why wouldn't we be? I'm so passionate about this. I've got to tell you our entire success is based on people that are incredibly different. Why wouldn't we, why would we only want to recognize? Why would we, why would we only want to be recognized by only one type of person? Our audience is global is diverse is inclusive. If we don't do it that way for them, we will fail. And if we don't put pedal to the metal on diversity and inclusion we will not have continued success our determination is to have that for all the people out there watching our movies so with that said give me Hulkling and Wiccan oh my God. that's all I want <laughs> all this bullshit about hearing rumors about oh we're gonna cast an openly gay actor as the lead of Eternals it's like no that's not real stuff I mean granted that's great too but no give me Hulkling and Wiccan yeah. me, once you acquire once you acquire fucking the rights to X-Men, do North Star. Truth, I was like, and when I thought, when I saw this news, I thought about, I was like, truth of the matter is, though, there are not that many gay Marvel superheroes. Like, I could think, I think I could name way more in DC than I can for Marvel. And also, truth, also truth of the matter is, the majority of them are X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't really think of any. Iceman. Iceman, Anole. He's new. <laughs> Anole, uh, North Star. Oh, yeah, classic. Uh, Bling. Bling? Yeah. <laughs> what a name for a gay character. <laughs> um, is he black? He is black. God oh, yeah. damn it! 
God damn it. I mean, he's gray, but he's black. Yeah, he's black. All right. <laughs> of course. Um, I think Psylocke is bisexual. Mystique. Yeah, most of them are. Mystique's gay or bi? She's bi. Oh, yeah. I'm about to say. All right. Hmm. Okay. Like, a lot of them are X-Men. <laughs> Besides, makes sense. Besides, and w- funny enough, Wiccan Wiccan started like before the the ret- the retcon of Scarlet Witch's origins. He was all, and before they changed her being a mutant, when the whole Disney Fox thing where they were having arguments, he was originally a mutant too. So I'm like, it's another mutant. Like most of the gay characters are mutants. Hmm, it makes sense. It's, it's minority representation in the X Men as per usual. So <laughs> yeah, but still, like, yeah. give me, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody else is not a mutant. But uh, finally, so, yeah, we mentioned this already, but, yeah, so, Arrow is now ending next season, season eight, and... It's a mercy killing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, the, but the weird thing is, the eighth season is only going to kiss, consist of ten episodes. So basically, so it's a half season. Yeah. So basically, what you just confirmed to me is so yeah, he definitely dies. Yeah, in the crossover. In the crossover. That's when the crossover that's, happens. That's when the crossover happens. That's that's the that's the only explanation. Yep. I mean, we've all seen that coming since the Elseworlds crossover, and we had like that big choice: don't take Flash and Supergirl. What will you offer me? Doesn't say. And now. Writing's basically on the wall. And it also kind of explains why he's not even a factor in the flash forwards of the season of Arrow. Yeah. He dies. Dun, 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 Which is dun. weird, though, because they don't even... Why wouldn't they... No one mentions that in the future? Uh, yeah, I was, no one even said anything. No one even, like, just bite... Like, remember when my father died from saving the whole universe? <laughs> like, what? They can't, they can't do that. Spoiler. It's fucking stupid. But yeah, Stephen Amell posted a long, he went on Instagram live and... I saw that he cried or something. Yeah, he was just basically crying and just, just basically saying... Even I'm losing my job! <laughs> but, but no, I feel like this, according to him, this was his decision. He wanted to leave earlier, like after season six. But then he spoke to like Greg Berlanti and stuff like that. And they were basically like, if you could just give us time to wrap up the story. And stuff like that. What's his response? Nigga, this this story ended season five. <laughs> Do you not remember? So I, I think that's part of the reason why it's only getting ten episodes as opposed to a full season eight. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But yeah, so it, it, to me, I, and I hope it's the case that with those ten episodes. Remember how we've always talked about what would a season of CW be like if they didn't have twenty episodes for filler and shit? Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be the strongest season of Arrow yet because only ten episodes. It might be, but yeah, he said uh, he said that he yeah he made the decision at the end of season six that he was ready to move on from Oliver Queen. Uh, but producer <laughs> Greg Belanti worked with him to figure out the best way to make it happen, and he says, and this is basically a, a summary of uh, the video that he said on his Instagram live, but. Even though I have known that this was coming, it's still very a very emotional time because I have been on the show in what can only be described as fun, a fundamentally transform, transformational nearly decade-long run in my life. And uh, when I joined Arrow, I was kind of dating someone who's now his wife, and... He was a mostly inex- I was a mostly inexperienced actor, and to say that I have and to say that I wait to say that I have been 
a real sea change over the last seven plus years would be a vast understatement. And so basically he just went on to say like, I want to thank the cast and crew and the people that are, you know, that have been with me all this time. And then he's like, last but not least to the people that are watching this right now, to the people who have populated my social media channels over the last seven years, I've made countless friends. I've been able to tell so many great stories. I've been able to, I have been able to facilitate great moments for people because they're a fan of the Green Arrow. I'll miss that a great deal. But something tells me, even when I'm done, I won't be gone. If you've watched the Arrowverse, you should understand that. I'm going to miss him. I am too. Yeah. But it's it's time. It, it's beyond time. Like you just saw, you heard my review this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're, they're running on fumes in that show. And Grant Gustin also posted a thing like basically just saying like I can't imagine a world without it's cuz it's always flash and arrow or yeah, or how it should be arrow and flash. Yeah. Like I came into this world on Arrow first. Yeah. And so it's going to be weird continuing our show without him. Like Stephen Amell is basically worry, somebody Grant. Yeah, you're not far you're, behind. You're not far behind. <laughs> it's like, but, Grant, but if the flash, if the flash ends up going to season eight, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, but I'm like, I mean, but he they, was like, but wait, what, what season are we on? Flash four, five. This is five. Yeah. Oh no. So if it goes three more seasons, well, no, I'm just saying, oh no, because like, you know, Arrow was inconsistent, you know, but at least seasons one and two were phenomenal. Three was weak. Four was the weakest, but then five gave a new energy and like revived the show. Like it, it took it back to form and people loved it again. Mm-hmm. Flash. I mean, you could kind of say, cause what do we, what do we keep saying? Like the thing that we keep loving for the, not loving, but the thing that keeps us invested for the most part for this season is the Nora, uh, Barry Iris stuff. But now it's starting to wear. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, it's not even on, the, it's just the cicada thing. I don't think it's as bad as season four, the flash, but it's still not strong. Like it's not. I think Flash has gotten worse basically every season. I think this is just marginally better than the. I was gonna say no. I think this season is better than last season. Like last season, we were raging on. I feel like last season, every episode was like a poor vision, less than passable, except for like the Flash Time episode. But this is still. I'm not. You're right. But I'm just saying. At least one and two were great for Arrow. Three and four dipped, and then five got really good. Then it kind of dipped back for six. But for Flash, it's one was amazing. Two was worse, three was worse, four was the worst, and now we're a little bit below. To me, I think it's still worse than season three. This season of the Flash, like I was in the season. I I don't know a lot of people didn't like season three of the Flash, but I thought the 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 tease of Iris possibly dying was a really good hook for the season. That was me though. Yeah, it was. So I don't save I don't, the chili to save the world. Yeah, basically. Um. And I wasn't 100% sure what they were going to do until ultimately we saw what they did, which is cop the fuck out. But if they had balls, that could have been a really powerful end of that season. But then there's no Nora. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's on. I, I, I think this is, this is a good time for Arrow to be over. So I'm not going to. I can't even say I'm going to miss it when it's gone. I just wanted to go out in proper form. I don't want it to go out like whimpering and crawling i wanted to be like wow i'm gonna miss this show and you can only do that if season 10 those 10 episodes season 10, season 10. Since, this season is, eight this is a supernatural yeah. huh? you can only do that if season eight and those 10 episodes are strong 
like solid strong, like better than the season of Netflix strong. Like you gotta be strong, Daredevil strong. <laughs> like my dick. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's gonna do it? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Especially if you're if you're building to his death, you can make every one of those episodes really meaningful. You can make each of those episodes like a. Because a- I feel part of me feels like because they're leaning so much in this future stuff, it's ending. It's probably going to be a lot of future shit for next season. I hope not. I hope they cut out that future shit. They've wasted it. It's it's so... I tune out in those and flash And then in the final now. episode, it's like, they'll answer your question. Why haven't we mentioned Oliver? Because he's dead. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> really? Never would have guessed. <laughs> I don't know. Again, this is coming from the guy who said he was actually interested in the flash forwards in the beginning of the season. And now I'm like, fuck these flash forwards. <laughs> Don't ever say I'm not trying to be a fan of these shows, people. Don't you ever say it, because I fucking try. Every week, I open my arms, and every week, they stab me in the fucking stomach and twist the knife. So with that said, though, because there's also talk of if Supergirl's ratings don't go up by next season, that's going to get canceled as well. So now there's possibly two shows that are getting canceled. What would you replace them with? Well, Batwoman's already on like the... Oh, yeah, but... Besides. Batwoman plays a Supergirl. People would be like, oh, places Arrow. Like, no. The the the, the gender flipped like gimmick that replaces Supergirl. Um, yeah, it might be darker, but it's still it's still. <laughs> you know they're gonna do the same thing. Like, they gotta they'll push up Kate Kane so much to be like, Well, she doesn't need Batman. Oh, exactly. It's like, but you don't have to do like they don't do that. You got Supergirl comics and Superman comics. You got Batwoman comics and Batman comics. You got Robin, Nightwing, and all these other they don't have to diminish each other to prove their existence. Nope, nope. God diminishes the boys. <laughs> you got like fifty Green Lanterns all from Earth. <laughs> um But yeah, super I mean Batwoman and maybe it's Superman. Like, cause that was a possibility, right? That was a possibility. If Supergirl gets canceled, Batwoman takes his place, and then Arrow's gone, bring in Superman. I'd be fine with that. And then put Black Lightning in the universe, too, even though I don't watch that show anymore. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go back. I keep hearing it's gotten good, so... <laughs> don't look at me like that. I don't even believe that. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, cool, because I got to get out of here. I've got a bunch of editing to do. Literally every day this week, I'm editing for like four to five hour blocks just to finish what we have to do for Unworthy. And I also have um, my girlfriend working on a lot of stuff too. She's removing green screen from like 20 different images or different scenes in the episode. It's so bad. Ah, That's going to be my week. What's, What's next week for us? Uh, I think us is next week. Well, there you go. <laughs> let, wait, let me let me let me see. What's next week for us? Us? Oh, <laughs> who's on first, Michael? <laughs> I don't. I want to say it is a movie, so I think it is us. I got five on it. March fourteenth. So no, yep. that's, that is next week. Yeah, that is my birthday's uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, that's for next week's episode. But it comes out this. Oh shit! It comes out for Friday. Yep. Happy birthday to me. <sighs> I'm old. Anyway. <laughs> Damn, Ex- I didn't even know it was this soon. Yeah, existential. Fuck. Oh yeah, that's this week. That's what I was saying. It comes out this week. I don't know how. But old for us, oh well, yeah, your birthday. Yeah. But yeah, us and your birthday. That's this week. But we're 
talking about it next week. You see how well I know my own birthday. <laughs> Wait, oh, it's next week. Wait, was my birthday again? You're, you're old. The 13th, yeah. All right. You're old. Yeah, yeah. All but right, guess, well. But guess what else? Well, not this week, but. What? Your favorite, your favorite thing is coming out this month, too. My favorite thing? Yeah. Walking Dead? Dumbo. Dumbo? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they keep pushing these trailers, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Dumbo. I don't give a single fuck about Dumbo. Unless unless those racist crows are in it, I would I would see it just to laugh at that. Right, even when I, I see never it, seen the elephant. Even when I see it in the theaters, I see the poster. I'm like, Disney, what are you like? Aladdin, I get. Lion King, I get. Even Cinderella, I get. But nobody is really who's really pushing for like who really thinks of Dumbo and the cultural zeitgeist nowadays. Tim Burton's Dumbo, no less. So you know it's gonna be terrifying. It's gonna be fucking weird. <laughs> Somebody's gonna try to fuck. Fuck the elephant! Oh my God, is that a Tim Burton thing? I didn't think. I don't, I was... No, I don't think so. <laughs> the fuck! <laughs> I'm just saying, Tim Burton does weird shit. Okay, weird. And on that note of bestiality, let's get out of here. <laughs> That's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I'm your host with Michael, and we will see you next week. Peace. Fucking elephant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kinda broke the Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that like to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone Beating my chest like King Kong <laughs>